You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. This is the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast, episode number 23 of series 2, coming to you on the 10th of January 2020. I'm Dave Deacon, and this is my co-host, Mark Rapsey. Good afternoon, Deeks. Good afternoon, all right? Yes, thanks, thank you. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Everything's good, ticking good. over nicely, so uh, apart from the weather. Yeah, I know, mate, just had a two-hour blast up here, Dave. <laughs> yeah, hope you're all right for Saturday, mate. Yeah, well, Friday's supposed to be good, um, so hopefully that will carry through to the weekend, so... Yeah, so, fingers crossed, mate. Yeah. Now, before we start talking Cornish football in... Uh, serious mode just a reminder that uh, you can contact us on twitter that's uh, at soccer podcast or one word or even easier you can email me and my address is dave deacon at cornish soccer dot info so anyone who wants to uh, give us their opinion or got ideas or want to get in touch with us that's the way to do it oh that was a puppet wasn't it that's a way to do it wasn't it <laughs> Not sure which one, mate. They got on me nerves, actually, mate. They frightened me a bit as a kid. Is that punch? I don't know. I would imagine. I don't know. They used to freak me out, mate. Right. Okay, then. Uh, Lots happening around the the old Cornish football scene at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, I can't keep up with it all. Always plenty of news in the Cornish football world, Dave, isn't there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what have we got? We've got Glenn Hooper back in the uh, Saturday yeah. game. Yeah, I, th- I thought Mass would be quick to act, Dave, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. I, I must admit, I didn't expect it to be Glenn because I know that he's uh, gone off the sort of uh, Saturday to Saturday football scene yeah. for the moment. But obviously, uh, as you say, Mass didn't take long to replace Lee Robinson, so good to see Hoops. Um, yeah. back in the dugout great appointment really Dave isn't it Mass and Oops are mates anyway mate they'll, they'll have plenty of ideas mate when they just bounce off each other and, and Oops can keep an eye on his large contingent of his county youth players already playing for Elston mate isn't it so yeah. seems a perfect match mate yeah so that's uh, that's Glyn then uh, Macca Brown standing down as manager yeah. at Millbrook I'm a bit surprised about that one Bit of a blow, isn't it, Dave, for Millbrook? Massive, well, massive blow for Millbrook, right? I mean, Mac are doing a fantastic job there, only over the last two or three seasons, mate. Obviously, got his own reasons, mate, but we spoke to Mark, didn't we, your chairman, recently, and the club's in great hands, so I'm sure they'll make the right appointment, Dave, and, and have continued success on and off the pitch, hopefully, mate, but it is a bit of a blow, isn't it, mate? Yeah, I, I got the impression from the message that went out that um, we'll probably know who the new manager is before this podcast goes out on Friday. But um, but all oh. being well, I've already been in touch with Maka and um, all being well, he's going to be on the podcast next week. So uh, we, oh, can, we can hear what he's got to say. And of course, yeah. there's Rappo's Titbits. Oh, he got, yeah, he got a couple of days. He's got a couple. Well, come on then. Where am I um, Hit me with the... Well, <laughs> seems that the rolling subs rule, Dave. I thought I'd have a look at that this week, mate. That, mm. I mean, that had a bit of controversy, didn't it? You know, when it was first introduced sort of two or three seasons ago now, mate, wasn't it? But um 
seems to be working well, Diggs, I think. No, you never seem to hear too many bad things about it these days, my dear. So I'm going on the sort of no news is good news, as they say, mate. Yeah. But, um, but you know me, mate. You know, I always try and look at it from a goal scorer's angle, mate. And it seems like rolling substitutes are scoring more goals than ever, mate. Is that um, right? Just had a look. Yeah, mate, yeah. I've got, well, I just had a look through this week. I mean, I have noticed it lately, but but I've looked through it this week. In the East Cornwall League, mate, we had David Moore, mate. He'd come off the bench to score a trick along with fellow sub, mate, Glenn Hobbs, actually. Glenn Hobbs, mate. Glenn Hobbs, even. We all know, we all know Glenn, yeah, yeah. Oh, I you didn't know his first name, did you? He's... Nah, no, mate, that's nah, Sorry, obviously. I, I can't read my own writing here, mate, but uh, no. obviously, we all know obviously, mate, great striker. And he came off the bench to score one as well, so four four goals there, mate, for, I mean, in Mount Gold's 11-0 win over St. Teff. In, in the combo league, though, the Zudgeon 6-4 cup win at Pound Porth included four goals from players that started on the bench. Mm. Um, Tom Rowe, too, Jordan Burr and John T. Wheatby, mate, all scoring subs. Rua Minor, 6-0 win at St. Agnes, saw two subs scoring. Chris Ensink and Sam McWilliam. Salt Ash third, they've had four goals from their subs in their 7-0 win at St. Member with super sub Troy Harris notching a hat-trick. And listen to this, mate. Ento Emba Chinonso, mate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, he got the other. Um, and in that game, they Philippos Combustiosis, mate. Oh, yeah, I've seen that name before. That's, uh, that's a good one, yeah, that is. Yeah. So he, yeah, well, he, he scored, scored as well, did he? He scored as long with, along with uh, Ento Emba Chinonso, mate. Philippos Combustiosis, mate. So a couple of, a couple of local Salash lads, mate. That sounds and, um, like an illness, doesn't it? One of those. <laughs> I think I might have had it, mate. <laughs> 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 if you listen to Rachel, I've probably still got it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, little continental flavour, mate, yeah. to the Salash 30. Yeah, before um, we leave, can you just give us those? Two names again. I just want to make yeah, sure yeah. I can spell them right. Um, Ento Emba Chinonso, mate. Right. And uh, he was the sub that came on and scored. And the, the lad that started being scored was uh, Philippos Kombostiosis, mate. Right. Greek by any chance, I wonder. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, both lads <laughs> scored in that game, mate. Thought you might want to know that. But, yeah, I've got yeah. yeah, I like these names that you managed to, <laughs> yeah. to find all over the place. Mate, I've got something better than that in a minute. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the Trelawney Premier, mate, three milestones, 10 3 win at Malpas Park. Uh, six goals were scored by Substate. So, um, yeah, yeah. So this role in Substate, I mean, we had Chris Brown at one, Callum. Siddle at two, and Chris Shackley, mate, our old friend Shackers, mate, we spoke about him yeah, quite a bit last season, didn't he? Prolific, yeah. He came off the bench and had an that trip, mate. Right. So, yeah, six goals in a ten goal there. So, yeah, subs are uh, doing well, mate, with the old rolling subs roll. Mm. So, it's all good. And talking of three milestone, Dave, club store, ex player, manager, chairman, I think, as well. Phil Pascoe, mate, has done every job at the club, mate. And he texted me to say that 
Camborne School of Mines got a player called Fabio Massimo Migliorini, mate. <laughs> Good old Phil. Thanks for that, mate. So, yeah. so not only are you finding these names, you've also got your comrades giving you names yeah. as well. So. I've started some of it here, mate. I thought, I thought it's an happy Christmas, mate, and uh, I've got a player for you. <laughs> yeah. so, Fabio Massimo. Yeah, go on, Give us that one again. Yeah, it's Fabio Massimo, mate. That's his Christian name, Fabio oh, Massimo. Oh, right. Yeah, and uh, Migli Orini. Migliorini is his... <laughs> oh, I presume he's an Italian, mate. Yeah, yeah. But Phil said he might challenge for the biggest name in Cornish fo- football. And actually, mate, he, he's got 22 letters... So it does beat my previous favourite, mate, Mindauskas Lazakowskas, mate, from from St. Barrier, mate. He's usurped, mate. He's usurped, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he, he only had 20 letters, Dave. So uh, Phil's uh, Fabio Massimo Miglarini has beat me Mindauskas Lazakowskas, mate, by oh. two letters. So that's 22 so letters, so that's the challenge now. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a pretty tough one to beat, isn't it? It is, isn't it, mate? Yeah, 22. Yeah, yeah 22 to beat, mate. So th- thanks to Phil for that, mate. Or Ron Manager. Ron Manager on the forum, he is, don't you, Phil? Is he? I, would, I wouldn't be able to disclose due to... Privacy no, rules, no. so I don't know. <laughs> but, uh... Sorry, <laughs> yeah, thanks to Phil for that, mate. Yeah, great so, stuff. Um, I like that. That's, that's a wonderful Yeah, that, that, that's. Uh, is that your tidbit complete and over now? Yeah, the, yeah. No, yeah I, that, that's got it. to be one of the. That's got to be one of the best ones today, I think. So. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, keep them coming is what I say, right? Yeah. So, Cheers, mate. Although, although I must admit the Siberian one has got a certain ring to it, I, I do like the way you pronounce that one. Just give us one more, you know, go of that one a sec. Yeah, I like old Mendoskus, Lazakowskus, mate. <laughs> although, course, although once you mention these names, you put the Jonah on them, really, don't you? Because they don't seem to do. Do the stuff oh. after that. So he had started since Dave. Since not mentioned it. So, uh, yeah. so sorry, Mendoskus. <laughs> right. Okay. Great stuff. Yeah. Right now, this week we have a new regular slot. John Calenzo, chairman of St Clair, brings us his spin on the East Cornwall Premier League. But uh, before that, let's hear from him on how he felt St Clair got on at the. Uh, oh, St Blasey last week in the Cornwall Senior Cup 4-0 didn't do us justice to be honest we were 2-0 down at half time um, we missed a chance just before half time and another chance after half time that we may have put away on another day it was a little bit of nerves and a little bit of the day just got the better of us um, I think the better team won overall you know they were, they were a good side um, they were lucky enough to have Levi Landra come on the bench they brought on second half just to make sure they finished us off they were obviously um, worried about you, weren't they? Well, yeah, there's two ways of looking <laughs> at it. You know, I know, I know, I understand, obviously, they, you know, if they can use them, they'll use them, and, and that's what it is. But, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with the four. You know, we're, I think we all were. We struggled. We had a um, couple of sim bins toward the end of the game. Um, so we were down to nine men at one stage. Um, sim so, bins, yeah, good one or them, bad? Are they a good or bad thing, do you think? In this instance, they were bad. Um, one of them was a player pulled up for cramp and sort of shouted at the referee 
<laughs> obviously a bit too a bit too loudly for the referees. Um, concern and he's and he's been the player for being injured. So <laughs> yeah, okay. doesn't doesn't help matters when you're playing against a, a team two leagues above you. But you know, we won't go into that too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the better team won on the day in the end, I think. And it's just disappointed that it was four. You know, if it had been two or two one, been interesting if we got a goal back, how they would have responded. But yeah, that's the end of it for this year, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your Cornish podcast. <laughs> Well, Rappo, no shocks, really, was there in the Senior Cup? No, not really, Dave, was there? I think probably, well, the only one I could sort of think about that sort of ran close was pending, mate, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, sort of ran Weybridge close, mate, didn't they? Yeah, but, true. No goals. I almost, if the weather had been no. better, I would have gone down to that one, but... Um, yeah. Probably glad I didn't. Uh, 120 minutes at Pendeen with no goals, you know, is a, <laughs> it's going to be a bit tough going, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, you probably made the right decision, mate, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, like you say, mate, all the, all the big boys three, Dave, really, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, well done to Pendeen for giving it a go, mate. Yeah, OK. So, now, game coming up on Tuesday at Hale, which involves giving the Cornwall County Youth under-18s a warm-up opportunity before they start their South and West Championship group matches soon. It's against a representative squad from the St. Pierian League West Division. It's been selected by two current managers from that division, and I had a chat with one of those, Penryn's Harry Pope. Now, before we talk Penryn with you, Harry, uh, you, along with Joff Malibu of uh, St. Day, you were approached to pick a, a St. Pyrrhon West representative squad to play the County Youth next week, weren't you? How difficult, yes, I was, yeah. Yeah, how difficult a task was that actually to do? Uh, well, considering me and Joff managed to do it last night, well, within 24 hours, pretty easy, really, but obviously very, very stressful at the same time. Yeah, we were asked... Um, Probably mid-December, we, the, the league got hold of us and said that asked us if we wanted to do it. There was a game planned for January, and then yeah, Tuesday we found out where it was and when it was, and then we had to try and get a squad together as soon as possible. But yeah, like we've uh, managed to do it, and I think we've got a pretty strong squad. And was it a case of uh, you getting all the nominations nominations in from clubs, or did you have a pretty much a, an idea of what you wanted anyway? Well, we were we were sent a list of nomination from players from a, a fair few clubs. Joff had an idea of what he wanted to do. I had a brief idea of what I wanted to do as well. But then yesterday we had a we were on the phone for a couple of hours and we just basically went through how many players we wanted, what positions we wanted, what formation we wanted to play, and then had a look at the list and just went from there. And then we, whoever we both agreed on, we approached. And if they said yes, there was one ticked off the list. If they didn't, then we went for the backup plan. Basically, that was that was the way we went about it but you know, it was very very weird working with Joff because uh, me and him have been battling it out for the last few years but you know, it's quite good to, it's, it's good to be working with him <laughs> see off the pitch is fine isn't it yeah everyone's oh, friends yeah. off the pitch <laughs> oh yeah of course it's all handbags mate <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you gone with a team to well I know this is a stupid question really but have you gone with a team to win the game or a squad from around the league yeah both mate to be honest I mean we obviously been playing against the same sort of teams for the last few years in combo, and uh, we know majority of the players. And we thought we both agreed that we wanted to try and win the game. We didn't just want to turn up and kind of, you know, make it a bit of a laugh. We we're both really happy to be asked to do it. So we wanted to make sure that if we're only going to get one opportunity to do it, we have a good crack at it, sort of thing. But yeah, picking a picking a squad was really hard because a lot a lot of players got nominated, and of course. 
when I made a plan, he made a plan um, with the list. There was just so many players to choose from, but we just both, like we both said that we're just going to go with whoever we both agree on, and <laughs> we managed to finally get there in the end. So it didn't take you too long, really, though, did it? Not really. I mean, we 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 agreed on a fair few players pretty quickly. I mean, if you look at the the strikers we've got in there, I think we've got like four of the top six top goal scorers in the league so far. Um, got two quality goalkeepers in uh, Adam and Sean. We've got a lot of quality, a couple of young players in there, and a bit of experience. So I think it's a good blend. And like I keep saying, I think it's a quality squad. Yeah. I think we'll give the young lads from the, the county team a good game anyway. Yeah. Or at least I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and um, did you pick all Penryn and Joff pick all today or what? Yeah, well, we we obviously spoke about who we wanted to nominate ourselves and who we would have from each other's squads. Again, we 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 agreed on every single player, so it wasn't a case of, oh, I'm having this player and he's having him, and or, you know, we we agreed on every single player. And I mean, like I said, we we me and Joff have been battling out over the last few years in the combo and now in the St. Piran League, and we know each other's players inside out anyway. So yeah. it's going to be a bit weird having a couple of the Sunday players in my dressing room, but it's going to be a good experience. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and no illegal approaching, please. <laughs> no, of course, Dave, you know me. <laughs> right, and that's, uh, just to remind everyone, that's at uh, Hale next Tuesday, 7.30 kickoff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right, mate, yeah. And also, if it should be raining, nah, it's, of course it's not going to be raining, um, it's, <laughs> it's on the all-weather pitch alongside it, isn't it? So bring your, bring your uh, mouldies or whatever you wear these days on, on those sort of pitches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's first of all, it is going to be on the pitch, but if it's wet, too wet, then it will definitely be on the Astros. So at least we know the game's definitely going to go ahead, which yeah. is good. Good stuff. Okay. I'd yeah. just like to say thanks to Hale for hosting it as well, because obviously they've got brilliant facilities down there, and I'm looking forward to it. It's a great place to have the game. Yeah, it's a very good point, that. Right, Penryn Athletic, going okay, isn't it? <laughs> it is now, mate. Yeah, we got over that little slump we went through. Just before Christmas, got a couple of good wins. Great win away at Falmouth on uh, Boxing Day. And we seem to be, touch wood, back in the groove at the minute. But I don't want to speak too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just over halfway uh, through the season, top of the league. No one can catch you, even if they were to win their games in hand. So what what can be the biggest threat? Is it, you know, too too confident or is, or what? Oh, I won't be letting them get too confident, mate, that's for sure. <laughs> we... Uh, I think we're our own worst enemies, really, to be honest, because we started the season brilliantly, obviously winning 11 in a row. And then we got complacent against Perrinporth. We gave away two sloppy goals. And then over the next couple of weeks, we kind of had the attitude of, well, it doesn't matter, we've won 11 in a row, it'll come good soon. And then we were in a couple of hard, tough games and, you know... We didn't really give as much as we were during the 11-game winning streak. So we deserved to lose the points and drop the games we did. But I said to the boys that every every game's going to be a battle if you want to win the league title. And we've we've got to get back on track. There's no point sitting there and moaning about our the losses and the draws that we've had. We just need to get back on track straight away. Mm. And luckily, <laughs> well, I say luckily, we went 2-0 down away at Hale. And then they had a man sent off and we managed to turn that around. And then obviously going to Falmouth on Boxing Day. They had a couple sent off as well, so we've been a bit lucky in the red card senses, but we've done well to get a couple of wins back under our belts. We seem, like I said, we seem to have turned the corner now. Hopefully, we just got to kick on and keep winning games. Yeah. And what is all this about you running up and down the touchline and all that sort of stuff? No truth. Me? That, is there? No. Don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's nothing. You know, for me, it's nothing. 
malicious in it. It's just it's a Boxing Day Derby Day. I'm assuming this you're uh, referring to. Uh, I think it was that one. I think there might have been another one where you got a little bit excited come the end of the game. But uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> I just love football. I love winning games, mate. Simple as that. I don't mean anything malicious. It's all, as long as there's handshakes after the game for me, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And, uh, of course, this week we've heard that um, the club has applied to go up into the Southwest Peninsula League next season. Presumably you were included in, in that decision? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, when I first... Before I joined Penryn when I had a meeting with the club I said one of my ambitions if I was to join Penryn would be to take them up into the Peninsula League and they agreed and obviously there's some things that need to be done behind the scenes and obviously we have to apply and the other big one is we have to get the job done on the pitch and win the league or at least come in the top two or whatever the stipulation is but yeah it was a big that was a big point for me joining Penryn in the first place and I mean obviously we wanted to try and do it last year but then the Superior League turned up so now we're in that one but yeah the goal has always been to try and get into the Peninsula League. Yeah. And t- just final question, really. Even though you're top of the league, uh, these days I keep reading, I keep hearing that clubs are struggling for players. And I think even some games, you're, you've been pretty much down to the bare bones, haven't you? I mean, why is it? You know, you're a successful team. Why is it just that everyone seems so affected these days? I don't really know, mate, to tell you the truth. I mean... A lot of players work on Saturdays, which is a big thing compared to when I was when I first started playing men's football. You know, every, but there was a lot of teams. Everybody seemed to be more available on a Saturday. But these days, work is a big thing. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, mate, I really don't know. I mean, yeah, like you say, we have there has been times where we we get to a Saturday morning and we've got twelve men and two of them are injured, <laughs> and I've got like four people out injured, a couple people on holiday, and a couple people working. And it's yeah, I mean, I see it on the forum all the time. People are short and. Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, that's a, it's just an excuse, but it's, it's not. It genuinely isn't. I mean, there's been times where we've been touch and go come hour before kickoff. Like I said, we've had 12 or 11 men and a couple of them have got injuries. And if, you know, I'm in a situation sometimes where if a player I know has got an injury takes another knock in the game, all of a sudden within five minutes we could be down to 10 men. You know, it's, yeah. it's really, really not easy. So it's a credit to all the teams that do manage to get 11 men out there every week, to be yeah. fair. OK. And just promise me one thing, that... Cool. You'll never be that short that you have to sign Rappo on. <laughs> what, Rappo Senior? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, he's welcome to come and sign for me if he wants. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get in the changing room. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the kit the kit might not fit him. I might have to have a word with Tim Rowe and get him a bigger shirt, but he's welcome whenever he wants me. He's a legend. Hey, come on, <laughs> you know, you realise that, you know, you're his favourite manager, so you shouldn't be cheeky to him. <laughs> he knows I love him <laughs> right <laughs> thanks Harry that's great stuff uh, and all the best for the rest of the season thanks a lot Dave you're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix well decent squad rapper, I reckon isn't it yeah I think Popey and Joff done a good job there mate you know picked, picked a good strong squad there mate there's always players injured or unavailable midweek you could sort of could, could have had Dave in there but on the old mate, I, th- I think it's a pretty strong squad, mate. Yeah, no. For those that haven't seen it, because uh, it has been announced and uh, placed on the Cornwall Football Forum, but for those that haven't seen it, uh, let's very quickly run through it. It's uh, two goalkeepers: Adam Hayne of Parrywell and Sean Carter of Aluggan. Then we've got the following players: Stu Peters of Aluggan, Bradley Levers, Jake Shaw, Nick Boys. Russell May or Penryn 
Tyler Oliver, Chris Dobson, Luke Hart and Dan Richards of St. Day, Lucas Potts Wendron, Will Harding Farmouth, Cameron Irish Hale, Gavin Boone Perrinporth, Joe Day and Ross Duncan St. Ives. So I reckon that's a pretty good squad on paper. Yeah, I do, Dave. Yeah, I think they'll give the county youth lads uh, a good. It's weird, isn't it, Dave? I, I've played for the county youth mate, against. Like, I think we played the East Cornwall League eleven, mm-hmm. you know, all those years ago. I'm just about to remember at a Bogman, mate, and I think we drew one all, mate. But it's it's, it's certainly is is it's quite interesting to see the young lads playing against exper- experienced players, Dave, isn't it? Mm, that's right. And uh... interesting. And a good thing also, because it's being staged at Hale, um, doesn't matter if it's raining that much, because uh, um, they could switch from the grass onto the all-weather. So uh, certainly will be a game, uh, although you might get a bit wet if, <laughs> if it is switched to the other pitch and you have to watch. That's good news. Um, now, Harry Pope, he's, is he your favourite manager or not? Yeah, I think Popey's got to be up there, Davis. One of the, uh, that's definitely down here, mate. One of my favourite managers in the county, without a doubt, Davey. And I've seen him, seen his teams over the last sort of four or five, six, well, since Jack was 16, actually, mate. His first ever men's game at Carrara, played for Popey. And, you know, Popey's players love playing for him, mate, you know, and um, I think that's, you know, speaks volumes. And, yeah, he's a good tactical. He's got elevators on his shoulders, mate, for, a young 30-year-old manager, Dave, that's for sure. I almost, I almost got you signed on, all right? So, <laughs> you know, I don't know what sort of fee you're going to claim, but I think I might be able to get 10% of that, surely. I think they might have to cut two shirts up, Dave, and sew them together, <laughs> like, maybe, to make me XX. I don't think any of Popey's boys wear, wear more than the large, mate. They're, they're fit lads, mate. I thought it was a bit cheeky that he laughed quite so much when I suggested you might be uh, able to be signed on, didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> I've always got my boots in the boot of the corridor, <laughs> just in case, mate, you know, just in case Pope short one week, mate. All right. My boots are always in the car, but nah, mate, yeah, great side, mate. Enjoy enjoy watching these days, Dave. All right. Well, Harry, there you go. He's always got his boots with him if, if you need anyone, all right? So... Uh, <laughs> We'll want to try and keep up with Harry's lads, mate, on a Saturday. Right. <laughs> what about catching up with Cam Weldon? He's our tourist city man, and a great result to talk to him about this week. What a great 4-0 home win last Saturday, Cam. Yeah, a fantastic result, Dave. Um, it was a tough, tough fixture when we looked at it. Matt Placer, um, they were in good form, so we were hoping for... Um, uh, well, we were... We were looking, we were expecting a tough game, and in fairness, what Matt please, they played some good football, but I thought we uh, dominated for large proceedings of the game, and I think that showed in the scoreline. You could say 4 0 flattered us a little bit, but overall, I thought um, a fantastic performance, some really good goals, and all told, um, defensively, another clean sheet as well, so that's a bonus for Hammy and the defence, but. Um, I think overall and the performance levels were warrant of a 4-0 and um, just a good result all told so hopefully uh, more of the same the next few games Yeah, now tell us uh, a little bit more about Will Swan who uh, scored twice and got the man of the match and uh, well, when did he actually uh, get transferred into Truro? Was it Saturday morning or, or Friday or when? Um, well, from what I gathered he signed uh, Friday evening obviously we decided um 
as a club we we were going to speak about it and we thought it was the best idea to announce it on uh, about I think we I think we announced it about half past one on the Saturday. Yeah. So because um, we we were thinking uh, we don't really want to give the opposition met place. They want to they obviously know that Tyler Harvey's out injured, which is a big blow, and Lewis Rooney as well. So they know we might have been short on a striker with Jeff Scott being recalled. So. Um, uh, we thought best time they'll probably go into the game thinking, oh, they haven't got a striker here. We might, might give us a bonus, but so we were thinking, oh, let's just put him out and not scare the opposition a little bit, but um, think, oh, might change their team talk a little bit by bringing in a new striker. So uh, Will came in from Notts Forest under 23s on a month's loan. So, so and it was to be honest, he was a bit of an unknown entity. I didn't obviously I didn't really know anything about him. I did a bit of research the Friday night, and um, he's a young striker, plays regularly for the under twenty threes, and scores regularly for the under twenty threes as well. So um, hopefully, as nineteen year old kid, um, he's come in and his first game for Truro. Obviously, not many fans. Well, a lot of the fans at the ground. It's quite ironic. They were talking to me, they're going, "Who's that number nine? I think because obviously they hadn't seen the news because they'd gone straight to the ground. They hadn't seen it, but. Mm. Um, he made quite the impact in his debut, to be if I'm brutally honest with you, Dave. He didn't really get much of a look in the first half. He, um, I'm guessing getting getting used to his surroundings and from playing on championship pitches to playing um, at uh, playing at championship pitches to playing at the on the uh, tree road. So probably not used to playing on a surface like that. But it took him about 45 minutes to get settled in, new surroundings. He'd never trained with a team or anything. Um, first time he'd met the players was at about two o'clock in the afternoon. So, but he came in really good and two fantastic goals. Um, especially the first one, really good, really good finish from the edge of the area. So all told, a really good signing and hopefully. Um, He's here, well, he's here for the next month, so um, hopefully he can fill in where Tyler Harvey uh, left off and hopefully Tyler's hamstring injury isn't too serious. Yeah, so is he a big guy? Is he pacey? Is he, you know, what, what's his sort of main assets uh, game-wise, would you say? Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, he's a... I, I, what, what I was expecting was quite a big, bulky striker, but he's not at all. He's quite... Um, He's similar, he's similar to the stature of Luke Jeffcott. So he's, I wouldn't say he's, you wouldn't describe him as tall, but he's not small. If that makes, sense. that doesn't really help. But probably about six foot. Um, and he's not, he looks. When I first looked at him, I thought, oh, he could get pushed off the ball here. But he was quite for a, for not the biggest bloke. He was quite strong on the ball, and he was pushing off centre half um, here, there, and everywhere. So he looks quite a strong player, and I think that showed in his, uh, especially he's got his goals. He was running at the back line a lot, and he was. He's quite quick as well. That was another bonus. I mean, well, with the exception of Niall Thompson, it's something Truro lacking the going forward is a bit, a little, little bit of pace. Mm. Um, I'm sure you probably agree with that because uh, Tyler Harvey, Lewis Rooney, they're not, they're not, they're not the quickest players. Not slow, but they're not um, what you call a lightning quick. He looks a real asset, and um, obviously to have a championship player or level player playing for us. Um, it's a real coup for Truro. Yeah. And with uh, Tiverton being held to a goalless draw and Chesham losing, it's uh, well, it's back into second place, a point behind, uh, but a game in hand. So it, it was a good day all round, wasn't it? Yeah, great day. As I said, it was all... As I said last week, it was a bit of doom and gloom, really, after the, um, the Western game. We were thinking, oh, that could be a sour point in our season we're thinking um, are we, have we maybe thrown it away I know it's a very early on say that but you're thinking oh that's given Tiverton a four point lead early advantage blah, and, but uh, that, I think that showed on Saturday Truro's uh, reaction the fact you've come back from a disappointing game where they should have won against Western we say that 90th minute they were still um, 
2-1 up and they obviously lost 3-2 so it was a game where they felt they should have won and to come back from a disappointing result literally three days later and play like they did they were honestly superb Dave and I think it was one of the best performances I've seen from Truro this season from start to finish the back line solid I don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think James Hammond the goalkeeper had a save to make and I think that's credit to um, the back line and Wooden said it as well I noticed he said it on the radio was there were any other team in our league you look at it and think uh, we were missing Adele Gaffiti, Tyler Harvey, Lewis Rooney. Uh, Dan Rooney was due to start, but he got injured literally within the warm-up. We were missing Will Dean. We were missing Jeffcott. And these are big players missing from the team. Five, six first-team starters who would 99% start the game mm. were all absent. Any other team would struggle. And I think that shows how what how good a squad that Yetzi and Wurtz have put together. The fact is we didn't look like a team that were never pl- well not never played but um, not full strength honestly like with the players that came in Rio Garside fantastic um, young Wolf Swan brilliant and I was really impressed Harrison Davis was absent Niles Thompson playing at fullback um, and I think some of the senior players stepped up as well Ryan Dixon who has been outstanding since he's come in from Torquay and he, he really anybody you're sure if you ask anybody at the ground on Tree Road on Saturday he ran the show Ryan Dixon and shows his class but the, you like them in bio and Jamie Richards coming back in. They they were leaders on the pitch, and I think that, that obviously that's shown not in, in the scoreline, but on the performance levels all told. And with Tiverton uh, only managing a draw, which was a bit of a surprise, and Chesham losing, it was, a, as you said, a good day all round. And that doom and gloom we felt on the 90th minute against um, Western seemed to have all brushed away, and we're all in a good position again with that game in hand. So hopefully... Um, well, it was a bit of a let-off, you could say, but all told, it was a good performance in Truro and another three points on the bag and a clean sheet. So, yeah. um, a good game and you can't really complain. So, two games coming up uh, over the next few days. Um, first one, surely a potential banana skin, isn't it? With a, an ex-manager in charge of the opposition. Yeah, yeah, um, and they're bottom of the tab- table as well. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be one of those games, I think, Dave. That I'm confident we can still get a result there. The way Dorchester have played, but um, obviously, as you said, Lee Robinson has got the job there. Left Helston and. Um, uh, taking the job as first team manager at Dorchester, so all the best to him. Good luck to him. But. Um, it's obviously we know it's not going to be an easy place to go because you know what happens when new managers come in. They normally uh, the players obviously the style of play will change and um, and obviously it's only a, I think it's only a third, it'll be his third game in charge because he was in charge on Saturday when they lost uh, to uh, who did they lose uh, Beaconsfield which was a yeah. bit of a surprise. Um, obviously they were below him at the time yeah. so that was a bit of a shock result and. Um, not the result Robbo probably would have hoped for. And then I think they're playing tonight on the Tuesday as we're speaking uh, against Wimborne in the cup. So, um, I hope, well, the result of that is un- unknown at the moment, but um, I'm sure it could be an opportunity for Robbo to get his first win as manager there. So, yeah, for Dorchester, they need to get as many points as possible. And But for us, we've got to look at it and think, we like playing on surfaces like that. I think it's a 3G, 4G pitch there, um, which will mean it'll definitely be on. So, the, with the weather-wise, it's not really much of a problem. And um, we like playing on that sort of surface where we can actually sit, keep the ball on the ground and play a bit of football. So, um, it suits us, but... It'll be interesting to see what the um, what sort of Dorchester we come up against because the Dorchester we played at Tree Road uh, match day two um, Tuesday night first second game of the season uh, we literally well, we breezed past them it was a comfortable three 0 win in the end um, 
at Tree Road in August. So more of the same, basically, on Saturday. But we know it's going to be a completely different Dorchester team than the one we played uh, back in August. So um, I'm expecting a tough game. And fingers crossed uh, we can get another three points. And if, as I keep saying every week to you, Dave, if we, if we are serious about winning this league, you've got to go to the bottom of the league and get three points. Simple as that. Yeah. And then, uh, what, three days later, it's a home fixture... The uh, the one that was postponed not so long ago, Merthyr Town, isn't it? Uh, uh, they come to Cornwall, so um, it could be uh, well, could be a very uh, important uh, for, for three three or four days, couldn't it? As such, yeah, especially, especially the Merthyr one. Obviously, we know what Dorchester have, and um, we've got to go to where we welcome Merthyr, and they're not going to want to travel down to Cornwall, but we know that that's our game in hand, and it's a chance for us to get um, a couple of points ahead of Tiverton, and um, at this stage, obviously, we don't know what they get on on the weekend, but it's a chance to get a slight lead over Tivy, and who have been in fine form recently, and um, obviously, we've got, I think we've got Cheshire in the week uh, next Saturday as well, the game after that at home, so mm. that that'll be a make-or-break fixture. We could uh, put some real daylight if we win that one, but um, at the moment, yeah, these two big games against Dorchester, obviously, not not a big, well, had a pretty poor season overall, and um, you could say that Murtha. I think they're mid-table if they're not, not in the best of form but we look at them and think again if they're going to have to make a long journey down the Tuesday and we've just got to um, try and get results in that one we got injury-wise you've got to hope um, and maybe too soon for the likes of Tyler Harvey but your Harrison Davises, your Graffiti um, they could have Will Dean as well You could, they all could pop back in so um, full strength really um, trying to get back into it obviously depends what you never know what could happen in Dorchester. You could have injuries there. But for us, again, it's another game where you've got to look at it and think, if we are serious, it's got to be three points. And as simple as that. And it's, um, it sounds easy saying you need three points, but um, I'm sure the lads know exactly what uh, they need to do. And in the end, um, the fans know it as well. Three points, not the only... Well, the only, thing, the only thing we can take, anything less, would be a disappointment. You mentioned Ryan Dixon there, Cam. Um, he's no, he's his loan has been extended for how long is it? Uh, it's till the end of the season now um, with Dicko. So uh, that's a real, real, um, well, fantastic news for Truro. Um, the real asset to the squad. He's been absolutely exceptional since he's come in the last month, month and a half or so, um, from his loan from Torquay. And you can see he's played League One Championship football Southampton, and it, the way he plays, you can see that he he glides with the ball at times. He's real. It's a pleasure to watch him, and um, that's with him out of his favourite position. He's a, naturally a left back, and he's playing midfield. Um, I'm sure everyone at the club were just delighted that he's managed to stay on. And um, for someone who lives in Cornwall, it's even better. So. Um, we're fan- it's great news to have him back and hopefully uh, he can uh, well guide us to a title which obviously what he did last year in the National South with Torquay so um, hopefully more of the same from him uh, and very quickly Luke Jeffcott has gone back to Argyle and well what a start to, or what a return to uh, to Plymouth with the two goals yeah I'm absolutely delighted for Luke he's um He's worked really hard for that and he deserves his opportunity. He's been superb for Truro since he's come in like um in August. Obviously he had a few he had a few chances at the Argyle first team last year. Um but Ryan Lowe's come in at Argyle and he's 
said to him, go out and get your opportunity, work harder, get fitter. And that's exactly what he's done. He scored goals for Truro and he's got fitter with us. And we obviously, we're sad to see him go, but he's been fantastic for us. But overall, it's been great to see him go back. And it, I don't think any of us were expecting it. Like, at least me, I was looking at thinking, well, he might go back in the bench or if he does start. But the way he started and obviously the, the goals he got, fantastic. The young lad coming back and two goals and on his return and basically getting Argyle three points so um, huge credit to him fair play to him and um, I wish him all the best and it's a loss it's a loss for Truro but in the end that's the risk with loan players and I said we've got young Will Swan in now so literally 24 hours later after he left so uh, there were no no hanging about from Truro's point of view but um, fantastic for Luke and I said wish him all the best yeah that's uh, very good words uh, Cam we wish him all the best and we hope uh, all the best for Truro on, on uh, the next few games thanks very much you're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, amazing, isn't it? Um, you know, seven days ago we were talking to Cam and it was all a bit doom and gloom. Christmas and New Year wasn't that uh, productive. And now, a week later, and how things can change for the better. Yeah, that's football for you, Dave, isn't it? It's so, <laughs> that's what it does to you, Dave, doesn't it? I mean, great win for City, mate, considering the missing players and Two goals, mate, for for the new lad as well, mate. Will Will Swan. Yeah. And two goals on debut. That's a great start, mate, isn't it? That. That's right. And man of the match. Can't complain about that at all. Uh-huh. So. Uh, decent debut. Yet's he still scoring, mate. Don't lose it, Dave, does he? No, that's right. Have you still seen it on Twitter? He... I haven't, mate. No, I haven't seen the goal. Is it a good one? Powered home from about a foot out. Oh, I like them. I like them, mate. <laughs> Proper strikers, kind of that is, mate. And he hit the post, didn't he? Yes, apparently so, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, I heard that one on the radio on the way back from Bognum, mate. Oh, with Peter there. It was cool. And Jeffers, mate, he did well in his first game back at Argyle days, didn't he? Yeah. Two goals at Scunthorpe. That's right. So, yeah. So, all in all, it was a pretty good day for Truro, so. Um... Great day, mate. Interesting this week, Dave, isn't it? Going to Dorchester and mate with Lee and Georgie. He'd love a win over City, I would have thought, mate, wouldn't he? Yeah, I'm a bit concerned about this one, really, because, um, yeah. you know, Dorchester got turned over last week, didn't they, against the, well, who was bottom of the table, Beaconsfield. Yeah. Now Dorchester are bottom. You can just see it now, can't you, that uh, Churro might struggle to get a result. But, uh, well, yeah. let's hope uh, they go in with the right attitude. And, um, well, sorry, yeah. Lee, but, you know, we hope you lose. <laughs> yeah, yes, it mate. Best of luck to Lee up there, mate, but not this week. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, hopefully six points over like you said, Dave, hopefully six points for City in the next four days, mate, that'll be set them up nice, won't it? Yeah, that's right. Okay, let's introduce our new slot with John Colenso. It's John Colenso with the weekly look at the RRL East Cornwall Premier League. Okay, we're starting a new regular slot with John Colenso, chairman of St. Clair, giving us the weekly lowdown on the RRL East Cornwall Premier League. Welcome, John, and and thanks for joining us. Hi, Dave. Nice to speak to you. Again, you you were only on last Again. week. Can't you get another oh, no, podcast no. or what? No, no. <laughs> well, I just I just feel that I think the East Cornwall League should get a little bit more coverage. I know we're gradually trying to get all our stuff on the full time website now, so that people can see who's playing and who's doing well and who's not. And, bits and pieces so I thought if we could keep the East Cornwall League up to date as well then it would be handy yeah I mean that that's a great step forward uh, you know just on on what's happening on the full-time site this season isn't, isn't it you know over the last few weeks they've sort of uh, started putting uh, game-by-game information on there haven't they 
Yeah, definitely. There's, you know, you can sort of, at least you can see what other teams are doing, um, you know, how many players have got in squads and things like that. And just to really, it's also helpful for teams that have got two sides, knowing who's playing senior football and who's playing junior football for picking their squads on a Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. of the senior rule. It's just nice to be able to have it down on the, on the website and we can see what's going on. Yeah, OK. Well, let's hear uh, your, your thoughts on last Saturday's round of matches. Yeah, right. Um, well, firstly, uh, Gerrans and St. Wars played Godolphin. Um, as we know, Godolphin are sort of struggling at the bottom for player numbers. So, you know, fair play to them for, for still getting a team out there most weeks as best they can. Um, Gerrans won 5-2. Um, which takes Gerrans up to 11. So they are actually creeping up the table, and Godolphin, unfortunately, is still at the bottom. Next game, we've got Lou and St. Stephen's. We'd probably, at the start of the of the week, said St. Stephen were favourite to win that, but Lou got a good 3-3 draw with them. Mm. Um, I've noticed lately that Lou are actually seem to be picking up points, and whether they've had some new players in or they're just, you know, just getting together with each other at the moment, they seem to be picking up and doing quite well. Um, St. Stephen's had a bit of a rarity. I don't know if it's one of Rappo's tidbits or not, but they had three Trudgeons sat on the bench to start with in their team sheet. So that's an interesting one. And they had uh, Lee Rickard from St. Dennis played for him as well, by the look of it. So well done to Lou, I would say. They they seem to have played quite a strong side there and and got a point out of it. So ideal, really. Um, Next one was Mount Gould carried on marching on. Um, They've sort of got over their loss and um, seem to be ploughing on as they have done all season. They won hang, 11 hang on, mil- hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Get over their losses. They've only lost one. And that, who was that against? I can't imagine who that was. It was a good Saturday, that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. You had to get that one in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they they scored 11 without reply against St. Teth. I've, you know, I speak to um, St. Teth quite a lot. I know they've got a very young side, as we have, and we're just, you know, I think they're just trying to get a side together and, which will come good in the future, you know. So well, well done to them for seeing the games out, and and they keep, you know, keep plodding on, and I'm sure they'll they'll come good. In the Mount Gould side, at the end of the game, they did have Danny Brook, Chris Wright, and Glenn Obbs playing up front, which is a fairly formidable. I think they do well in the Peninsula League, to be fair. So that's a fairly formidable side to to be playing against for any youngsters, really. Yeah. Um, and they their three players had, had a hat trick, and Glenn Obbs scored a penalty. So. Yeah, they're going to look very strong towards the end of the season, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, then next game was Petherwin and Foxhole. Now, obviously, Foxhole are doing well at the top. Um, Petherwin seem to be struggling over the last couple of weeks. I don't know if they've had player unavailability or, or what's going on there, but Foxhole went there and got a 4-0 win. Um, Richard Griffin's back on the score sheet. He hasn't, I don't think he's played much this season at all. I haven't noticed his name. Yeah. Um, he got two. Chris Dingle and Tyler Cheshire got the other two. Padstow and St Minver. Um, St Minver won that 4-0. I think, you know, Padstow are in 15th, St Minver are in 4th and, and going very well at the moment. Again, they've always been, you know, quite a strong East Cornwall side and they seem to be, you know, carrying on that this season. Then Roach played Newquay at Roach. Um, Roach are 8th, Newquay are 10th, so it was a good mid-table battle. Um, we're in ninth, so it was, it was good to see either side, how you know, how they were getting on. Roach actually had three Osbournes started in their side, which there's is always, interesting. There's always been a lot of Osbournes at Roach, isn't there? <laughs> is there? Yeah, I've yeah. Not, not really heard the name before, to be fair. But, yeah, yeah I did yeah. notice Yeah, three Osbournes in there. So 
They won 4-2, good win for them. Um, takes them, I think they swapped places with us, actually. Roach were ninth, we were eighth, now they're eighth and we're ninth. Yeah. So that's moved them up and Nuki are, are up in tenth because they started quite lowly, so they're, you know, they're not doing too bad either. And then um, St Dominic played against a young Marjon side by the look of it um, and won seven nil, which was probably always on the cards because St Dom seemed to be scoring for fun at the moment. And then the last game we've got Torpoint and Varian. Um, Torpoint were two nil up until the eighty second minute, and Varian scored two, uh, one on eighty two and one on ninety four mm. to get a draw, which is quite, which I would have thought was a good battle at the top of the table because Varian a third and Torpoint a fifth. Yeah. So that would have made for an interesting game, I would have thought. Who's Who's going to win it? Is it a one horse race in Mount Gold, or you know? Um, they they are doing they're looking strong and doing very well. I, you know, it'd be a struggle to say anyone is going to take that place. Maybe Foxhole um, could sort of pip them by a point. You know, it's, they've both lost one each now. So yeah, it's going to be a tight one. Make it interesting. It's it's been quite a good league this season. To be fair, there's not a you know, it's not a definite winner sort of thing. So yeah, it could be interesting. No, because I mean, you've also got St. Member have also you know only lost the one game and uh, even down to seventh place there. St. Stephen are you know yeah. not out of the race yeah. are they? So it's as no, you say, exactly. no. it's it's no. anyone's league at the moment. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're looking at the top sort of Mount Gold and Foxhole, and then like you say, there's you know strong St. Member, strong even Tall Point still strong. St. Dominic scoring freely. Um, we've got games to catch up, believe it or not. When what we in? We're in ninth, so we're a couple of games behind everyone else because of the cup run we've had. So, yeah, I mean the top ten could could change quite a lot. All right. Yeah, and uh, so what are we looking at for this coming Saturday? Then any this, games that stand out or not? Yeah, there's a good one at the top. Foxhole Foxhole v St Minver. All right. That could yeah that could. I hope it goes for a draw, really, to be honest, and just give them just give them each a point. You know, that's a, that'll be a quite a good game. And even, I mean, working your way down through it, Petherwin Lou, um, Petherwin's just dropped a little bit in form lately, and Lou's picked up, so they're you know catching each other up in the league. So that could be a tight one. Mm. Um, Marjon Godolphin, so Marjon young side against the Godolphin. I know the first team at Godolphin's lost their manager, haven't they? So. Mm. There's going to be a lot of changes there, so I don't know what sort of team they're going to be able to get out. So that no, could be an interesting one. It is going to be interesting. I mean, I was impressed by the fact that they managed to field two teams on Saturday, to be honest. So yes, yeah, that was, yeah, that was always going to be the that was always going to be the awkward one. They're both playing at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, um, and you got Roach St Stephen could be a, a good tight game as well. To be fair, they're, you know they're sort of equal in the table. Um, Mount Gould have got to go to Blazy next, so see how they perform on a nice big pitch. Ooh. I should think they'll do pretty well, to be fair. Oh, um, you know, so, being yeah. with the experience of their players, they'll, they'll use that pitch quite well. well. Although, we, the, although the legs are getting a bit older now, aren't they? So are they going to last 90 minutes on a big pitch? I don't know. I don't know about that. I think they'll do fine, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, Glenn, it looks like Glenn Obbs is getting involved now and getting back to fitness. Um, they'll be fine, I would have thought. <laughs> I'm not going not gonna to say poor old lads. You know, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> Um, we've got Nuki coming to us at Sinclair mm. on Saturday, which will be yeah, which will be. I think Nuki's picking up lately. Um, I know you spoke to their manager on the podcast last week, and yeah. um, sounds like he's got some promising things going on. So yeah, we're looking forward to that battle. Then we've got St Dom playing Padstow. That should be a St Dom win, I would have thought. 
and St. Teth are entertaining Tor Point. So it'd be nice if St. Teth could nick a few points off Tor Point. And final question for this week, where do you see yourselves finishing? In the sort of top um, top four or five, or where you are now? Or? If we can get five, fifth or sixth, I'd be quite pleased with that. There's, there's, you know, like I said, there's some really strong teams at the top there, Davis, you know, like obviously Tor Point, Mimva, uh, Foxhole, Obviously, Mount Gould. Um, they're all strong sides. They've, you know, they've been in the leagues and they're in thereabouts for a while, and they've got experienced players. Whereas I'm working with some experienced players, but a lot of youngsters as well. You know, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I, I'm enjoying this league. I think in years gone by, people have said, "Oh, it's always a one-horse race, and it's this and that." But I think it's it's the top ten is is really competitive at the minute. You know, the positions are changing all the time. There's some surprises come up every week, and yeah, it's, it's good. It's a nice competitive league to be in. No, East Cornwall. What's your personal experience of the East Cornwall Premier League from years um, gone by? From years gone by, I've only—I think I've only ever played in it for a couple of years with St. Clear, um, and I've—I've I've really only been a Dutchy player myself. So, yeah, I'm, I like it. I think it's a good level to be at. Um, obviously, we've met a couple of sides from the St. Pyrrhon League in the Senior Cup, and there's, to be honest, that. They haven't been the most difficult games to play in, to be fair. I think a lot of the um, East Cornwall sides would do well in the Peninsula League, in the uh, St. Perrin League. Mm, right. Because um, we, we played St. Agnes and Warwinstow and beat them both. And there's not a great deal of standard difference, I wouldn't have said. Right. Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot of people have applied, haven't they, to go up to the St. Perrin. So yes, will, um, that's right. Certainly make it interesting. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Did you like the intro to John's new slot? Yeah, it's all right, mate. <laughs> it's all right, mate. Sounded like he's on top of a cliff. <laughs> Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> top of Mount Everest, mate. You're only jealous because I've done one for you, aren't you? So. Exactly, mate. Jo- yeah, John's got a better introduction for his... Um, <laughs> How about this for an introduction? We've heard about the East Cornwall Premier League. Now it's over <laughs> to Rappo to tell us what's happening in the Superior League. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, not bad, like five games in, uh, in each division last weekend, Dave. Um, well, there's five games in the East Leagues and, and a big shock at Pilter, mate, where we're league leaders. St. Austell lost 2-0 at home to informed sixth place Salt Ashborough. Um, not only did Borough stop the Saints from scoring, mate, I think for the first time the season, um, but scored two themselves through Kieran Owen and substitute Joe Adkins, mate. So that's a big shock. Uh, but uh, Saints still top the league, mate. St. Morgan continue their impressive season and stayed in second in the table with a 3-3 draw at Bude. Uh, the league's leading scorer, Craig Allen, took his season's total to 22 with a brace, along with a Harry Varco goal. Uh, Lundsen leapfrog opponent, Salt Ash United, in the table, mate, and went up to fourth with a 1-0 win at Kimberley. Uh, Scott Sanders with the all-important goal there. Morwenstow beat Torpoint 3-2 in a top-ass clash. Gavin Carter, Tom Denford, and the free-scoring, experienced Norman Foster, mate, with the goals. 
Norman's uh, back on the sheet though mm-hmm. for the new year. Um, in the East final game, St Dennis thrashed ten man Lanreth twelve nil at Boscoe and Park. Though they had first teamers Jacob Rowe who notched a double hat trick, and the experienced Mikey Davis uh, bagging a hat trick as well. So Mikey and uh, Jacob scored nine of the twelve goals for the reserves. Um, uh, Jordan Pope, Kieran Ralph, and Keith White scored the rest uh, to complete the round dozen in a well three points uh, needed by St Dennis mate. Mm. Um, in the West, <coughs> excuse me, we also had five games. Leaders Penryn stretched their lead to seven points at the top, with St Ives and St Day both in senior cup action. Um, they beat bottom club Paramount 4-0, who had talented keeper Adam Hain sent off at 1-0, which made the second half easier than it might have been for Penryn. Uh, Ryan Reeves scored twice, with Harry Roberts and Jake Shaw completing the scoring. Hale moved up to fourth, thrashing Ludgeman 9-0 away. Incidentally, Dave, uh, Penryn and Hale have both applied, haven't they, for the IR League? I'm sure you'll talk about it later, wouldn't you? Um, but uh, yeah, so Hale, they moved up to fourth, thrashing Penryn nine year away. Eight different goal scorers in the day, no less, Dave. <laughs> but a uh, bit of a bit of a rare one. Nine nil when you get eight different scorers, but Kane Williams was the only player to hit, to hit a double at Fairfield. Uh, good luck to Ludgeman, better days ahead, hopefully. Um Mullion moved into the top five with a 3-1 win at St Agnes. Rob Carey, Ben Casley and Jacob Lug with the goals. Actually, they all their dads were former players at the club. I just noticed, actually, <laughs> yeah. mate. Did you? Yeah. I just, as, I, as I was reading it, I just noticed that, mate. Rob Carey, Ben Casley and Jacob Lug, mate, all their dads were pretty uh, famous players at Mullion, mate, weren't they, mm-hmm. over the years? So... <clears throat> um, Helston continued to climb the table with a convincing 3-0 win over over Retreat United at Callaway Park. Dan Jenkins, Steve Jenkins, and the informed Fred Williams uh, scored again, mate. Well, so he's a record uh, scorer, isn't he, these days? He is, mate, yeah. I think he scored the last four games, though, mate, Fred. Yeah. I think he had a hat-trick in one, mate, and he's ca- I reckon he's probably got seven in four days, something like that. Right. I think he scored, yeah, yeah. Scoffy's had uh, to look out for it, mate, actually, a while back. So, yeah, he's doing well. Um, but result of the day, um, no doubt, Dave, uh, was at Oxford Park, where eighth place to Lugan beat third place Falmouth 2-1. Uh, two youngsters, Kieran Budge and Aaron Myers with the goals. Then Beasley had the town consolation. And the game that we chose last week was a good one to go and see, actually, Dave, didn't we? So turn that that way um, <clears throat> teams of the week David it was easy this week mate um, two outstanding results in, in each division really big so Salt Ashborough's 2-0 win at St Ulster is a no-brainer you know inflicting the leader's first home league defeat of the season they actually won all the previous eight home games as well Dave so <laughs> a sell of a result for Salt Ashborough mate mm-hmm. um uh, and in the West, uh, I think Lugans 2-1 own win over Falmouth, mate. Eighth beat in third. I think that was the most impressive uh, result for me. And the new stand on its way up at Oxland Park soon, I hear, Dave. Is that right, mate? Uh, well, I probably only saw what you've seen, but um, going up 
um, very soon by the sounds of things, isn't it? Yeah, like that old stand that Alagano, didn't you, mate? Like you say, plenty of character. Just a couple of games in each division this week, Dave. Just thought I'd uh, oh, a couple look, of matches. Look, to look at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so, Dave. I, I picked two out, really, mate. Uh, in the West, mate, I think Mully and Via Luggan could be decent. And both two informed teams. And Falmouth, the Power and Port at Bickham Park, mate. I mean, they look the most attractive games for me in the in the West. And in the East, you've got Lawson v Salt Ashburn, mate. Two teams very much informed. And probably the match of the day overall, I think, Dave, probably is second v third in the East. St. Morgan v Polparo mm. should be a cracker. And yeah. probably game of the day. At Trevarian Holiday Park, mate. So uh, two thirty kick off there for anyone that fancies it, mate. Right. Yeah, interesting that one will be, won't it? So yeah, well. And the Sinolstall result. Do you think that's just a blip, or um, mind you, they, I suppose yeah. they couldn't have had a better game to get over the Blues, could they? Um, with a home that's match against the Dennis. No, that's right. Yeah. So, is yeah, it? It, it's. I mean, this is the argument to some extent about having a club, not you know two different teams, but a club where the seconds or the reserves fill the gaps in the first team. That's been happening at Sinolstow a little bit recently, isn't it? They, they seem to be yeah. bringing up the, the the second team into the first, but it leaves a gap then in the in the reserve side, doesn't it? So you know. Yeah. Yes. I did look at their side on Saturday, actually, though, Dave, and it was virtually full strength. Uh, well, you know, Sparky's normal, yeah, Sparky's sort of usual team. So, uh, what you know, most so what I'm trying to make an excuse for is a load of rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did actually think the same thing, Dave, because I know, like you say, I mean, a load of lads stepped up in that Boxing Day match, didn't they? It's yeah. lazy, I think, Sparky had three or four lads of, of his lads started in that match didn't they and, and come through it well but but no because I did think oh, I wonder if they had a few players out but I did look at the line up and it was near enough full strength so right. so great yeah so, fair, fair place to yeah, like. really good result for Sword yeah. in that case so yes mate good one but yeah like you said they're just a blip they out of the office isn't it sometimes we shall see thanks for that and now it's over to the South West Peninsula League well, it's a warm welcome to the South West Peninsula League Secretary, Phil Hiscox. How are you, Phil? Oh, not so bad, not so bad. <laughs> New year, and uh, at least the games, generally speaking, are being played. Yeah, that's right. But what were the conditions like at Saltash? Well, the good news is it, it, it was sort of drizzly rain throughout. There was never really any heavy rain, but it, it was very heavy by the end. But uh, no, it wasn't... wasn't I wasn't unreasonable. Wasn't unreasonable. Good. We we might touch on that game a little bit later, but yeah. um, otherwise, how's the Peninsula League week been for you? There's been all sorts of things sort of coming out in there, and you know, news yeah. things happening. What, what's what's uh, been the I, biggest I, thing for you? Uh, I think my biggest groan of the week is that the Football Association staff at Wembley have had a couple of weeks off for Christmas and New Year and then arrived on Monday with a, obviously a preset set of emails to send out to league secretaries demanding this, that and the other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was absolutely bombarded by emails for everything from league finance to groundsman's awards to applications and it all came out on Monday the 6th of January and I just thought then, well, you know, you've had all had a very good Christmas. Thanks very much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I bet you've done them all by now, haven't you? Uh, 
I've dealt with them, dealt with them. That's, yeah. that's the efficient yeah. man you are, so there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's touch on one of the emails you probably yeah. had, and, and that's uh, club supplying for the league. Yes, yes. Um, not a huge surprise, although I was disappointed in, in one club who hadn't applied, for, particularly from the, the Devon League side. Um, I, I was rather hoping for a, an application from Exwick Villa because I know they're doing quite well and have got floodlights. Um, but other than that, the, the others were pretty well who I expected to have applied. Now, just remind us, there's five in there that's uh, put in. Yeah, so there's um, Hale and Penryn from the St. Piran League and Braunton, Newtown and Tinmer from the Devon League. Right. And where do they have to finish in their leagues to be promoted or to be uh, eligible for promotion? Right. Uh, <laughs> they have to finish in the top five to be promoted, but in order to force the club to be relegated, they have to finish in the top two. So... Um, for example, then, if, if shall we say, Penryn are in the top two and I'm still full, then they've earned their right to be promoted and a club would have to be relegated. Um, but if they finished fifth and we still had a vacancy after all the other movements, then they would, that fifth would be good enough as well. Right. So as it stands, if the league was to finish today, Penryn yeah. obviously top of the league, they would go up and Sticker would go down. Yes, if nobody else has left the league to go up to step five and that sort of thing, yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's my next question. Uh, and I'm sorry that I ask this question <laughs> no, at no, least no. twice a month. Um, yeah. uh, two teams are lined up to be able to go up this season from each division of the peninsula into Correct. the Western League. Yeah. Um, Correct. Yeah. So, if there's four teams going up, are there going to be yeah. anyone coming down from the Western League? Right, well, that, that's a, a maybe, and, and I say a maybe because if you look at the Western League Premier Division League table, there are no Devon and Cornwall clubs right. in the bottom couple of places. However, uh, the FA can, you know, sort of redraw the boundary lines, um, and I don't want to frighten a particular club, but as, as a reasonable example, near the bottom of the Western League Premier Division is Wellington. Um, which is just the other side of Columbus and just into Somerset, um, it would be wholly possible that if they happen to be bottom of the Western League, that the FA would give them to us for the East Division rather than the Western League. Um, because, obviously, like you say, in that scenario, we would have lost four clubs and wouldn't have gained anybody. Yeah, OK. So, that's, that, that, again, that's interesting to most of us. Uh, the fact that originally the South West Peninsula League was Devon and Cornwall. Yeah. It's not anymore, is it? it it's, no, no, it's, it's, it's FA League, and yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, you still get people now saying they talk about applying for the Western League. They haven't really applied for the Western League. They've applied for Step Five, yeah, and then the FA will place them in the most geographical division. Um, obviously, for the. Uh, South West Peninsula League, particularly Division 1 West and for the Western League if you're in the sort of extremes of, well, anywhere in Cornwall and most, large parts of Devon there's only one league that you're obviously going to play at, at Step 6, which is the Peninsula League and one league at Step 5, which is the Western League but mm. the further you go up then you start talking about lateral movements and boundary changes mm. and, and the clubs that have just applied to join, they have to apply to the FA and then the FA tell you yeah. Yeah, 
again, um, a rather bizarre system there that uh, the clubs have to apply to, to Wembley by December the 31st uh, and send all their, their details to Wembley. Um, and then on Monday the 6th, the FA produced a list, which uh, I won't embarrass which club, but one club was actually missing from the list to start with um, because they hadn't, they hadn't spotted that that club had applied by post rather than email. Uh, uh, so the post? Uh, <laughs> there's a club in, in Cornwall that still does things by post. I'm not, I'll leave you to work out whether that was Hale or Penrith. I'll leave that's your question <laughs> right. for the day. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> um, uh, and one of the funny things was that um, they then the FA then request the most geographically suitable league to do the initial ground inspection mm-hmm. uh, so obviously in those cases those five clubs has come to, to me and I've in turn passed it on to John Mead as our grading officer um, and John Mead's first question was I need the paperwork for their ground grading application and uh, of course that went to the FA who um, was a member of staff is currently on paternity leave and can't send it to them <laughs> oh great oh well yeah. you'll get there in the end no doubt yeah well, <clears throat> indeed Thanks for um, uh, reminding me and, and telling me again. But um, as you can appreciate, there's so many maybes, ifs and buts. Oh, but, absolutely. Know. Absolutely. I mean, the, the bottom line is, is the worst case scenario is that we lose four, we gain nobody and we have to run with two 18s. That, that's the absolute worst case scenario. And if, if that was the case, then that, that 36 clubs will be split into two geographical 18s um, and then the other scenario of course is clubs refuse to take promotion or the wrong clubs finish in, in the promotion spot and haven't got the grand grading and Penryn and Newtown pass the grand gradings uh, and then you know you might then be looking at people like Sticker at the bottom of the table and relegating them it's it, everything between those combinations is possible at the moment but the main thing is, in effect, it's good for us spectators because every team, or you know, those down the bottom of the table, still got a lot to play for, haven't they? It's not. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm absolutely not guaranteeing safety. I, I think I can see a win, an opportunity where clubs that finish in the bottom two don't get relegated, but I'm certainly not in a position to promise that. Mm. Um, and, and nor should I be. Um, so, it's, my advice always to the clubs at the bottom is, is not to finish in the bottom two, and if you have to finish in the bottom two not to finish in the bottom one yeah. okay right let's go back to the saltash helston game thanks for that phil let's go back to what's happened this week and the league yep. cup draw was made at half time wasn't it during that match yes yes it was and uh a rather interesting draw i thought i thought it was interesting in as much as it kept some of the big boys apart <laughs> which I, in some ways is, is creates a bit of interest for later on doesn't it I mean, if you think um, Mousel Falmouth and Saltash would be the, 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 particularly after Saltash beat Helston last night and I suppose yeah, at half time it was Saltash or Helston mm. Th- those three you, you would um, fancy to have a chance of lifting the cup uh, and they've all been kept apart um, so that's interesting uh, you've got a nice local derby there between Millbrook and Saltash mm. uh, it's interesting actually that Millbrook and Tor Point are placed in the East Division this season away from the Cornish clubs in the Cornwall Senior Cup and the Wattlesea Parsons Cup they seem to have played nearly all their, their local neighbours anyway. <laughs> um, and then, I suppose the other odd one is Elmore Plymouth Marjon. Of course, that guarantees a east side through to the semi-finals. Yeah, so turn um, around a bit. So uh, Yeah, yeah. All good. And uh, 
the, the conditions last night, did that affect the attendance for the game? Or? Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, people were worried about whether it would be played, well, whether it would be finished. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, that's natural. Um, the pitch was in absolutely fine condition at kick-off, and the, the rain was drizzly. The drizzly rain carried on the, throughout the night, um, and the pitch did start to cut up. I would have been slightly worried whether the referee would have played extra time or not. I don't know. Um, uh, but obviously he didn't come to that because it was resolved in the 90 minutes. Um, but the, the one good thing is that say, the, the forecast proper heavy rain that never actually materialised while the game was in progress. Good. Okay. And as a match, well, by all accounts, it was uh, quite a good one. Yes, I mean, Helston were were very good in the first half. Fully deserved their, their, their lead at half time uh, and looked, uh, you know, looked the better team at half time. I, I'd have to say, so Ash, I thought it was a phenomenal effort second half in the conditions and from being a goal behind. And, and I thought. Um, so as laid down a bit of a marker that perhaps the, their team is, you know, that the sum of it is greater than the parts. Um, that they, they, it was a terrific second half team performance. Um, and uh, I'm sure the Salt Ash management and, and, and people would be very proud of their efforts because, uh, you know, it, it, things weren't going for them at half time and they, and they dug in and turned it around. And a good substitution, Sam Hughes coming on and scoring twice. Well, he scored two goals, didn't he? <laughs> so, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so where are you planning to visit uh, this weekend? Um, fairly local this weekend. Um, I'm looking at Honiton versus Torrington. Uh, Torrington have been on my radar for a little while because they've been struggling. Although, of course, that they did actually get their first win for about four months uh, <laughs> last week. So perhaps I'm catching them at the right time. Uh, and then not an awful lot next midweek in terms of, of action. Um, but there's a couple of games next Friday in Cornwall. Um, St Austell and St Lazy are both home on the same night, which is perhaps a little unfortunate. But they, they both mutually agreed to bring forward their fixtures for Friday night. Um, St Austell have got Waybridge, St Blazy have got the local derby with Sticker. Right. Um, so I will be at one of those. Um, I'm not sure which one yet. Uh, partly says the local derby between St Blazy and Sticker, but I haven't actually seen Waybridge Town play this season, so I might be tempted to go to that one instead. Your Cornish Well, this is your chance, Rapper, to talk about what you touched on earlier Hale and Penryn have applied to join the uh, South West Peninsula League good or bad? Yeah nah good mate I, I, I don't well to be honest mate I, I, it's been a busy week for Phil on it mate by the sounds of it but <laughs> I think I think Penryn and Hale from the West though but, you know well, I, don't, I don't think Phil needs to worry about them mate does he you know Hale or Penryn's facilities be I think it'd be an easy inspection for John mate on it I think I should imagine the two lovely grounds, mate. Two lovely setups, yeah. two immaculate pitches for sort of two of the best grounds within the county, Dave. I wouldn't have thought there'd be too much that needs to be done with either of them, mate. And you know, more interesting stuff from Phil as usual, mate, on it. Yeah, I know that I'm boring. I always ask him about the promotion and relegation, but we've got to get this right in our heads, somewhere as to what yeah. is happening in. Exactly. It seems to change, or not change, but it seems to be so flexible that it's not like the football league, is it? Where you know that there's four teams going up, yeah. there's four teams going down, and that's it. it yeah. it's, there's always so many ifs and buts, which is a bit of a shame in yeah. a way. But, uh, but yeah, it is, mate. You're sort of left in the 
in uh, limbo, mate, really, until, I mean, I suppose, you know, until the start next season but you know you probably you might win your league or whatever and still don't know where you are but no, that's or, finish or where you, you might know. be playing that's for sure so <laughs> exactly yeah not quite yeah. so bad as you said for down here because obviously you can't go anywhere apart from you know Cornwall Devon but um, like you used yeah. the example of Wellington well they might be in the peninsula or they might be in the western league you yeah know, it's all it's all a bit um, up in the air which isn't that yeah. good, really? I guess, but you can't do much about it. Is if it's a national league system. So, yeah, that's right. And what about um, now? All this talk as well. We're going off tax slightly before we return to the peninsula. But what about what's we're on about leagues emerging and whatever? What about the Trelawney and combination leagues getting together? Yeah, I don't know about that. Beef. I don't know if I like that. I know. Um, is that because you can remember the Cornwall Combination League has been a yeah, fairly a good league, strong league a few years ago? Yeah, it was back, wasn't it? No, I suppose you can't live in the past, can you, mate, I suppose? No, that's right. So just, it's going to happen at some stage, I think, isn't it? Probably is, though, isn't it? Yeah, just find it a bit of a shame, really, that, you know, the sort of league will be sort of lost forever, mate, wouldn't it, as a combo? Some yeah, good old days well, in that, but the records are yeah. still there. But yeah, true, mate. Yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah, like you say, mate. You can't, you can't just sit still forever, can you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's. I'm right. just wiping a tear away, mate. Yeah, yeah. wiping a tear. Top scorer in that league, mate. Three times. Well, you'll still be top scorer in the league. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Still... I'll have to yeah, bring out true, a book mate. with all the stats. Uh... Exactly. Yeah, that'd be a good one, mate. Right. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Right, now let's return to the Peninsula discussion and um, since Phil and I spoke uh, he's been busy sorting out the dates for the League Cup quarterfinals uh, so we mentioned the draw, here's the dates to go with them and this is for the uh, Walter C. Parson League Cup quarterfinals February the 26th, which is a Wednesday Millbrook at home to Saltash then on the 29th of February, which is Saturday the leap year, 29th um, Dobbles or Bobby Tracy they play this coming Saturday they will meet Mosel and Elmore play Plymouth Morjons and then it's Falmouth or Torridge side versus St Blasey now that will be either Tuesday the 25th of Feb if it's Falmouth or Saturday the 22nd if Torridge side win through their quarter final uh, their um, fourth round ties so so uh, yeah, as Phil said, the big boys have been kept apart, which has got to be good for the competition, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, Dave. Yeah, looking at that, Dave, I would say it'll be the, the well, yeah, I'd say the big boys will go through without. Come on, then, very I quickly, Millbrook Saltash, who's going to win that one? Uh, Saltash. Dobbles, are they going to beat Bobby Tracy? Uh, I think they might not, mate. That's this Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. So, therefore, it's, it's therefore mm. Bob, Bobby Tracy... For, ooh, that would be a good one. Bobby Tracy versus Mosel, would. wouldn't it? Yeah, we're up there, actually, Dave. Fancy Ashley's lads to come through, though, mate, despite all the rumours. <laughs> I'm going yeah. for Bobby on that one, I think, because of oh, the yeah, rumours. Because of the rumours. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, could be by then, David. Yeah, well, that's all something. Another month. Seven, what, seven, another six, seven, seven weeks. weeks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, a lot can happen then, mate, can it? We know that. Yeah, and then yeah. we've got, um, we have got Elmore versus Plymouth Marjones. Yeah, I think I might just go for home advantage on that one, Dave. I think. I think it was at Marjones on that artificial, Either. you know, 3G. Yeah. Might have been different, mightn't it? But I think Elmore have had some good results, haven't they, at home? Yeah, they're quite low. Sixteenth in the table, yeah. so it's not a it's not no. a classic meeting by any account. But now more should be favourites, and then well, Falmouth are going to beat Targe side, aren't they? So yeah. Falmouth yeah. against yeah. the Blazy, who's going to win that one? Yeah, cool. That's a good old Cornish uh, clash, mate, isn't it? Clash of the Titans from the past, but <laughs> obviously they've been uh, non-biased. As I as I am, Falmouth, uh, mate. No, you surprised <laughs> me with that one. Yeah, I thought I would. <laughs> well, unfortunately for you, I've got Matt Hayden here right alongside me, and we're going to hear. Matt. From, yeah, we're going to hear from him on the, you know, what Blazy and what they're doing this season. Come in, Matt. Right, we're only one defeat in your last ten games, Matt. Uh, can't be bad, can it? No. Um... We're really, we're, we are pleased and we're proud of how far we're coming. Um, obviously the season's far from over yet. We're only starting January now. Um, leading up to the St. Oslo game, we kept reminding the boys there's a reason why we're unbeaten. There's a reason why we went, um, three or four games, uh, with a clean sheet. You just got to keep believing in yourselves, keep going, keep pushing on, keep working hard. And um, you'll get the rewards from it. Against the St. Austell side, um, top of the league, absolutely cruising. And to only lose 1-0, and it wasn't the best of... No disrespect to St. Austell and their players. Um, our centre-half lost his footing, and then Dan Perryman went 1-1. One one. Um, and the rest is history. But we... We give we give them a good game, a very good game. And I th- like uh, what I said before, I think if the game went on another ten fifteen minutes, I think we could have ended up equalising. So the managers were they were really happy to hear the final whistle by the looks of it. So do you, do you get a little bit fed up though when you, you you might read? I don't know that you do, but you might read in places that actually well so Blazy you know they lost and it was against a very poor St Austell side do you, do you get a bit fed up that you don't get the 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 praise that perhaps you should do um, to be honest I don't really look too much into what other people say um, I know there's a lot of forums kicking around um, I know there's people that will always have comments on social media Um I know at the start of the season a lot of people did tip us to be bottom three this year um, purely because we finished quite low end of the table with the league below last year and only really got promoted because of the um, change in the leagues um, so I, I just thought people were well entitled to their opinion I respect their opinion but I'm going to concentrate on what, we, what we're going to do and I'm confident in what we're doing I know full well we'll do a lot better than what the people had said and we're in two quarter finals now um, we're sitting uh, eighth on the table um, so for me personally so far at this point of the season 
we're, we're definitely happy and I think it's only going to improve now and you mentioned the, the Cups you're still in the Senior Cup uh, one of those you were expected to win obviously against uh, St Clair last Saturday it finished 4-0 was it a deserved scoreline or should it be more or what? Um, I think we deserved a lot more um, we had loads of chances uh, we missed a penalty um, we knew from the start they were going to be difficult we knew from the start they were going to try and be hard to break down um, they were going to be physical they were going to put a lot of tackles in they were going to be in your faces purely because they they come from a lower league so they're going to try and make it as difficult for us as they possibly could so we knew it was going to be like that for the first 20 minutes half hour um, we kept telling the lads be patient it'll come be patient keep the ball moving stick to the game plan and um, it'll come So and then eventually we went 2-0 up went in at half time and um, I said to the lads I said this next 5 or 10 minutes you take full control of this 5 or 10 minutes um, the next half hour will be a lot easier if they get a goal back in the first 5 or 10 minutes this second half could be there for the taking for them so we took full control. We then went four 0 up. Like I said, it we had we had chances where it could have been a lot more, a lot more. But I'm happy. A one 0 win in the cup, you're into the next round. So one 0 four 0 ten 0 doesn't matter. We we got the four 0 win and a clean sheet. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, and of course uh, the League Cup draws tonight after the uh, the Salt Ash game. Uh, the Senior Cup draws next week uh, are you fussed till you get or would you prefer it to be home or uh, what's your thinking on that side of things I think I think every team prefers a home tie um, I don't think you'll find many teams that are um, prefer to go away so in that aspect I would prefer a home tie but if we want to win these competitions we're going to have to beat the best teams so um, ideally I would like it at home but I'd welcome anyone down at Blaze Park um, I'm confident on our day we could probably beat any side in the league um, um, you, you were looking forward to the the, uh, the coach trip to Axminster though weren't you in an earlier round yeah it was a good long trip obviously <laughs> uh, getting the lads together and the committee and the club we were all on the coach on the way up it's, it's a good day out and obviously getting the win like we did in dramatic fashion uh, the coach journey on the way back was was good as well. It was good to have all the lads together for it. But now it's becoming, or you're getting to the business uh, side of the season. Uh, you'd rather have a home draw and uh, and just, well, as you said earlier, one nil is good enough, isn't it? That's what I mean. If we go up against the likes of Salt Ash, Houston, um teams like that, it, we go there or they come to Blaze Park and you scrape a one nil win, you'll take it definitely take it so in the cups you will just take a 1-0 win and move on to the next round so yeah now it's made all way for you Saturday you lost 4-1 to them at home that was a long time ago though, back in August so I'm assuming you were a lot more confident this time of, of getting a better result yeah I mean last season we went down there and got a 1-0 win um, it's when one of the first games uh, from when I took over um, had a very depleted side uh, even had a, a, goal, a couple of goalkeepers playing outfield for me even had our secretary playing as well oh yeah I remember that game yeah um, so that that win I don't think I'll forget to be honest but um, going into this one I think at the start of the season throughout pre-season and through into the start of the season I think we were still working out maybe our best formation the way we wanted to play Um 
the best person now with certain positions. Um, but now, I think, like you said earlier, with the running one loss in 10 games and the unbeaten run, I think me and Sean are definitely set on our formation, how we want to play. And um, our, our squad has that much depth to it and it's that good. Someone could drop out through injury or suspension and the next person that steps in is equally as good to do a job. So that's, that's a gift that me and Sean have got with uh, such a good squad, really. Mm. Is it much different squad uh, now as to, you know, pre-season or last season? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely from last season. Um, last season we had to, me and Sean, near enough had to scrape together a side halfway through the season. Um, so you can imagine players already at clubs towards the end of the season. They're happy at the clubs. They're just going to see the season out. So it was difficult, um, but we've got a great bunch of lads and they stuck to it for us um, through different reasons, work commitments, family commitments, um, other other teams. The teams had changed a little bit. We we kept our core, really. Um, there's a handful of lads that stayed and they've improved so much this year and then we've just added quality in areas that we that we needed to um, but also not just quality but lads that fit in with the rest of the with the group of lads we've got already and it has worked really well really well the togetherness we've got is superb right great final question um, it's going to be without doubt an exciting second half to the peninsula season but for you who's going to win the league oh you can't pin that one on me it's um, exactly the same as someone else said to me earlier when I asked them the same question. <laughs> it's tough. Um, I think the strongest side we've come up against um, is so Ash. Um, whether it's a mixture, we we got it wrong on the day, or how good they are, but the way they play football, it's is it's a joy to watch, even when you sat when you're in the opposite. Dog out, so yeah, I think I'm going to go with so Ash on that one, to be honest. Okay, Matt. Well, thanks for answering that, and uh, wish you the best for the rest of the season. Uh, you know, all being well, we'll be back talking to you as the uh, as the crunch time comes, and uh, good luck for all the games coming up. Cheers, Dave. Appreciate that, mate. Happy New Year, everybody, as well. Thank you, and to you. Cheers. Your Cornish Well. Slowly but surely, Blazy seem to be get, getting their acting gear, don't they, uh, rapper? They, they, you know, something is stirring at Blaze Park. I feel. Yeah, definitely, Dave. You know, it's a really impressive record. That one defeat in ten, isn't it? You know, no matter what league you play, and a, and a narrow one-nil Boxing Day defeat at that, wasn't it? So, mm-hmm. you know, Matt and Sean doing a, a more than decent job at Blazy, mate. And, and it's not the cushiest number ever, is it, Dave? You know. It's, it's such a big club, mate. There's still sort of expectations, but yeah, exactly, mate. So it's not not a cushy number. Really. There, there is pressure with that job, and no, I think Sean and Matt are doing a really good job, mate. Right. So if we look at the forthcoming fixtures, let's let's tot up how many points we're going to get. Mosel away on Saturday. Well, none. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're home to sticker. Yeah, I reckon there might be three points in it from there, mate. Friday night special, that is. And then they're away... Yeah. Oh, then they're away to Falmouth. Yeah, I don't think... Well, you need to play each other twice, mate. You know, that league game and then a cup game 
I mean, that would be a while apart, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, so a month apart. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll get anything there, mate. Okay. First of Feb, they're away to Bodmin. Ooh, that's a... Yeah, that's another run. Well, yeah, I watched Bodmin on Saturday, Dave, and you can get at them, mate, I think, at the back. You know, but they're, they're still decent going forward, but... Possible points, do you think, uh, or not? Or not? Uh, no. No? No, no. I mean, anything would be a bonus, I think, on it for Matt and Sean Yanni. These get like four months old men, maybe. So if you can get a point in any of them, mate, it'd be a bonus, wouldn't it? I think. Mm. Then yeah. they've got um, then they've got a gap because it's Senior Cup. We don't know obviously who they're going to play yet in that. That's followed by two games. They should be looking to beat St Dennis away, Weybridge home. Yeah, I fancy him in there, mate. I think yeah. I fancy obviously St Dennis well we're going to speak about that in a bit mate they've got an influx yeah. of uh, you know management players but um, no I think oh, yeah I think I fancy Blazy in, in those two mate well that's not what bad we'll be saying we're saying, yeah, no, we're, we're saying no, nine we're nine points out of yeah. six games so you know yeah that's alright mate isn't it go with that and yeah. they're tough old games as well really you know the, the three away games though you know you don't think hardly any team in the league would pick up anything there would they so yeah. I think that if Matt and Sean could probably, they probably have, mate, already, haven't they? They've probably identified them games as a sort of must win, haven't they? Yeah. Really, with that run, yeah, I would have thought. OK. Now, similar club coming up next, um, really, on the sense of how, they, how they've been doing over the last couple of seasons. Um, next one is, it's we're going to hear from another manager. It's... Uh, Callington's Sam Borthwick. Now, let's first hear from him, though, as a neutral. Let's uh, get his thoughts about the midweek League Cup quarterfinal between Saldash and Helston. Um, it was a it was a difficult game really to, to to be involved in. I would have thought the conditions were were pretty horrendous. I only lived just across the road, and um, saw saw the rain come in from about half past five, and I kept checking Twitter to. to <laughs> just to make sure it was still on because obviously they had a game called off against Bridgewater a couple of weeks ago yeah. and I thought the same might have happened um, but it was I mean I think Helston probably had deserved deserved it on the first half performance but then the second half the, um, so I brought on Sam Hughes at half time and he completely changed the game um, um, and it was it was a great game for the neutrals and I think on the balance of 90 minutes I think so I probably just about deserved to edge it um, but, there weren't too many clear-cut chances. I mean, it was probably more down to the conditions of the pitch. I mean, we're meant to be up there on Saturday, but um, looking at the state of the pitch at the end of the game and the fact they give more room between now and then, um, I'm not entirely sure that'll be on. But um, I mean, so I should be happy with that performance. I mean, it's probably one of the best, one of the better games that you're likely to see um, on paper this season um, but unfortunately I think the conditions probably took away a bit of the, the quality of football that people might have seen um, on a different day um, but I mean from Saltash's perspective it's, it's a good win for them against a, a good side um, and for Helston they'll probably be disappointed that they didn't hold on and at least get to extra time um, given their first half performance but with, with Saltash they've got players that they can bring in like Sam Hughes who, who for me is one of the best strikers around um, and and he completely changed the game, scored two goals. But his his hold up play and, and it, the way his style of play put the defenders under a completely different type of pressure than what they were they had for the first half. Um, so I suppose credit goes to the management of Saltash for their changes they made at half time. So um, 
I mean, it was good value for money, and 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 everyone went home a, a bit wet and a bit cold. But actually, um, it, it, it was a good game to good game to see. I, I would like to have seen it on a drier pitch, um, but unfortunately, at this time of year, that, that isn't likely to happen. No, no. Okay, thanks for that. Uh, okay, then uh, let's uh, well bring us up to date with things at Callington. What, what's the management team set up at Marshfield Park these days? Um, so I think since we spoke last time, obviously um, I'm still involved at the club um, and kind of overseeing the majority of things from from training to match days, etc. Um, but we've kind of shifted to bring in um, Nicky Marker and Jamie Morgan, who are kind of on the touchline um, and in the dugout um, and the changing rooms on match days, etc. So um, Nicky kind of pulled me and said, look, give me a chat during the week. This is a couple of months ago, um, and, and I might be able to offer you a bit of help. So I spoke to Nick, and he said, look, I've, I've been watching, and I think it's difficult for me to try and manage or oversee the side um, as well as playing. So he said, you know, I'm happy to be your eyes and ears from the touchline and in the change rooms on a match day. Um and to give you some um, guidance and advice, and and given that he's probably, I mean, I'm not no good at maths, but given he's probably won one more Premier League winners medal than me, I think <laughs> I was probably in, in, a, in a position to to not say no. Um, and and to be fair, he's he's come in and, and we've had a chat about what, what what how we've played so far, and obviously his his, his boy plays for us, and so he's watched us for the last 18 months or so. So. He's kind of said, look, you know, these are things that perhaps we could change. So we've just kind of gone back to playing basics, really. We, I think partly from from our perspective beforehand, we were trying to play a, a brand of football and a type of football that we perhaps weren't quite ready for as a side. Um, so we've kind of gone back to basics and, and tried to simplify things. Um, and, and that seems to have done the trick, um, but not taking away the fact that the, the start we had was it was a really tough start. Since then, we've played some of the sides that are in and around us, um, where we'd be expecting to pick up more more points than what we would have done at the, the first, say, third of the season. So, um, so yeah, we've kind of just stabled the ship a little bit um, and stabilised the ship. Sorry, and and just gone back to just gone back to basics and starting to get a bit of a buzz back around the changing rooms and and and, and amongst the lads which is good because that's that's a big thing really is, is if you if you've got that togetherness off the pitch that that helps you on the pitch so so yeah and, and obviously with with Nicky's pedigree and, and Jamie's pedigree as well you know, in terms of local football they they come in well respected so the lads are, have all taken on board what they've said and, and, and tried to carry that out the best they can yeah. um, have you actually changed the squad much have you brought brought in any new players or not um, not really. We've we've added a couple of players here and there. Um, I mean, Ricky Cotton came back to the club a couple of months ago. Um, his brother Billy come back in. Um, we've signed uh, Ben Clark, who plays in the middle of the park. Um, we, yeah, so we've not we've not added loads and loads of of players. There's only been a, a couple or three here and there. Um, but like I said, we've kind of just gone back to square pegs and square holes now. Um, and and I think that was perhaps maybe we, we we didn't do that at the start of the season we were trying to do things that we that we weren't capable of and weren't quite ready to do um and that probably didn't help us um but yeah so in terms of personnel we've not really it's not been wholesale changes as such um i mean we're, we're still looking now at adding one or two into the squad um 
just to give us that little bit more depth if, if you know if we pick up injuries and stuff especially towards the end of the season when you're playing three two or three games a week every week for the last six weeks or so um so so yeah i mean we're always on the lookout for that but um yeah we've kind of just gone back like i said just gone back to basics really okay now you you mentioned obviously uh, you, you watched Saltash um, presumably because of the conditions although it might have been a bit of a spy mission I mean have you actually learned anything you didn't already know about them um not really. Um, I mean, f- for somebody who didn't watch it last night, they could turn around and say that the style of football they play, um, they're a resilient side. You know, they always have the belief that they mean to, they're, they're stubborn in their approach in terms of they'll, they'll keep playing the way that they've been, they've been coached to play and, until it comes off, which, which is great credit to them because they've, they've got that self belief that whatever happens, that they'll get themselves back in the game. They've got the quality to do that. Um, but look, because when they normally play on Wednesday nights and we train on a Tuesday, so, they've had quite a lot of home games on a Wednesday night and I've gone up and watched them um so I've probably watched about eight or nine games this year um, and, and over the last couple of years because they've not really changed much in terms of their, their style of play and stuff like that in the last couple of years because it works for them so not really learned much about them um, because there wasn't too much more for, for me to learn I don't think um, I mean we know how we're going to look to try and set up on, on Saturday um, and, and how we can nullify some of their threats and, and how we can look to try and hit them on hit them going forward I mean we've I've seen a couple of sides that I've played up there who played a similar style of football to Helston and kind of um, and, and a set up to Helston and, and got some joy. So it might be that we look at doing something similar to, to those sorts of sides. But um, it d- depends on availability and stuff. I know we've got a, a couple of people suspended this weekend, so it's a case of shuffling the pack a little bit. But yeah, didn't really learn too much more. Uh, but most people know locally that. They're a good side. They they play three five two. They like to get it into Sam Hughes and, and feed off him um, when, when he's playing. So uh, you know their, their wing backs go and press high, and, and they look to try and get one of their centre backs goes almost goes and joins in as an auxiliary wide player to hold in midfield, and will just then look to sit in and make make sure they've got that back three still. So it, most people know that, and most people have seen that. So. We didn't really learn too much more, but just to confirm in what we knew and, and that the, the quality that they've got at their disposal well, to bring off the bench as well. <laughs> OK, final question, and I've asked two other guests this today. Who's going to win the Peninsula West? <laughs> I mean, it's a good one. Um, I mean, everyone sort of said Miles are at the start, and, and I think I said, at the, I think when I was on earlier in the year, I think I said Saltash, um, and, and I think I'm going to stick with that. I mean, we, we haven't played Helston yet. I've seen them play a couple of times, um, and people are saying, you know, they're top of the league at the moment, even if Saltash win their games in hand. Um, I mean, what Matty's done down there is, is you know, is, is fantastic. He's brought some of the boys back together. They've got a good clip good close-knit there we witnessed a bit of that last night um but i just think for me saltash have got that little bit i don't know they've got that little bit of edge they've, they've got that belief um whereas if, i think from the times i've seen Helsing, they seem to panic just a little bit um but i, I don't know I, I just something just says to me i think saltash are the side to beat this year um they've been knocking on the door for a couple of years now so they've been they've been the nearly men for, for a couple of years but actually i think this year they it might just be might just be the year for, for Dane and Matty to um, to get what they've wanted for the last couple of years. 
So that's, that's my that's my shout is, is Seltash. I'm sticking with that, I think. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Callington, no. Are they safe from relegation fears? Yeah, I, th- I think so, Dave. I, I, yeah, I think so, mate. I mean, I, you know, it's um, it's tough down there, mate, isn't it? But but I think there's I think there's a few clubs in more trouble than Callington at the minute, Dave. I think so. Mm-hmm. And with like Nicky and Jamie helping out, I think that can only be a good thing for the club, mate. So yeah, I, I, I think they will be. I think they'll be all right, mate. Callington, Dave. I think. I think the interesting one is, um, okay, we hear from St Dennis a little bit later, but what is happening at the G? I know, mate. That, I think the G might be the ones in the most... You know, I know Stick had a, you know... Well, Stick made mil, the most yeah. of that, didn't they, really? I mean... Yeah, you know, yeah. They'll be, you know, exactly. they'll be happy. But, um, yeah, yeah. You, you have to worry about uh, where they're going, don't you, really, Godolphin? Um, yeah. When you look at that bottom of the table, though, you think, you know, sticker, they do get the odd result, you know, Flacky and that, mate, don't they? And, and St. Dennis, you know, obviously, you know, looking to improve things mm. recently, you know, we hear about that in a minute, mate. And, and yeah, I think out of the bottom sort of few teams, I would fear the most for the G at the minute, mate, mm. unless they can turn it around pretty quickly, Dave, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. Well, that's the thing. They they haven't got a lot of time to do anything, have they? And, and let's be no. fair, there aren't the players around, you know, no. most of the decent players in Newquay at the moment are at Newquay, aren't they? So, um, exactly, mate. It is, a, it is a pretty difficult time in the season to get players in, Dave, isn't it? Yeah. The only, well, good, thing, the only good thing they've got going for them at the moment is... Apart from Mosul, the next five games aren't, you know, overly tricky as such. Um, well, they're all they're all games they might be able to nick points from. Put it that way. So uh, on a good day, yeah, that's on a good day. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so uh, so they've got a little bit of a chance to uh, see what they can do. Mm. But there we go. Yeah, so, I think they, yeah, needs uh, sorting. Sooner rather than later, probably, mate, yeah. isn't it? Right, okay, so. Good uh, luck to them. Good yeah. luck to Tanya and everyone, mate. Yeah, good luck to them all. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what you need a bit of luck as well as uh, everything yeah, else. Exactly, do. Right, yeah. predictions. We need a bit of luck in this because I've got a feeling that the comeback <laughs> has begun. Yes, mate. Yeah, I got well. I got two right last week, Dave. Um, well, actually, mate, another Oldman's goal, and it would have been yeah, great. Yeah, well, you can't and, say that because you know no, we can't um, say that. Yeah, yeah. I bet they missed a few chances at three-one, though, mate, to make it a <laughs> four-one. But uh, and Kyle didn't score either, mate. Marksy Junior didn't even score. No, he didn't score, mate. So surprised at that. But but yeah, Dave, I've gone from seven-two to seven-four, mate, in oh. one weekend. So, yeah, it made it look a bit more respectable anyway, mate. Mm, so, good. So, yeah. we'll be coming... I was at one game. I was at the Bob and Alston game, Dave, and it went 4-2 to Alston. <laughs> I think I actually yeah. made it over the day. Ten minutes to go, and I thought, oh, no, I don't want to see no more goals. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> I remember I had that, but, yeah, draw point and Varian make two goals. I you're think Varian's You were the only Helston supporter there that when they missed a goal, yeah. you cheered. <laughs> yeah, actually, mate, goalie had a header, mate, last five minutes. I've definitely seen it on the highlight. Yeah, I mean, I, I fancied him to score it, you know what I'm saying? He's like a little flick header for a potion. I think he'd score it. 
eight, probably eight times out of ten, and he had he didn't get enough on it. One of those ones that glances off your head, you know, wide sort of thing. So I was glad when he missed that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit more respectable though, seven four. But I, I still got a long way to go, mate. And I still got a long way to go. Okay. Anyway, this week five more games <laughs> yeah. for us to uh, try and get a prediction of the uh, the correct scoreline. Starting with the Southwest Peninsula League, um, got a feeling it might be my turn to go first, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we are starting with Weybridge Town versus Sticker, two teams in the bottom six in the Peninsula League. Uh, Weybridge, as we touched on, uh, struggled to get through against the Combination League side uh, pending last Saturday in the Senior Cup. Home advantage. Sticker won eight nil last week. I mean, it's 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 all pointing towards Sticker getting something out of this game, isn't it? But I don't think so. I think the Bridgers are going to win three one. I've got three one as well. I've got three one as well. I knew you were going to say yeah. I've got three one as well. Bridge, mate. So Morgan yeah. against Polparo. Now you mentioned this as the one of the matches to catch. Uh, what's the yeah. result going to be? Ooh, I think there might be goals, Dave. I think there might be goals. Um, two, two sort of good, two good strike forces, mate. Uh, I think I might just go for St Morgan to carry on their good little run, mate. They're having, especially at Trevary. And although they do play better away from home sometimes, mate, St Morgan. But I'm just going to go three, two, St Morgan, mate. <laughs> You've got that as well, mate. Yeah, I like this. I could win the competition if we predict the score for the rest of the season. So uh, This is no good to me, mate, is it? <laughs> no. uh, so we've both gone with three, Pop Arrow two on that one. Um, oh, no. Right, over to the LWC combination, uh, LWC Drinks Combination League. I'll, um, tell, you what, I'll tell you what, mate. Oh, I'll change me Wakebridge oh. sticker to three, two. If you want, mate, you have three one. Up to one. you. Up to you. If you feel that yeah, you need to desperately get a win, you know, against <laughs> yeah. it, that's entirely that's your choice. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you're going oh, with one. two three twos at the moment. So yeah, I'll go three two Weybridge, okay. mate, instead of three one. All right. Uh, but, yeah. That's right. I'll stick with it for more than three two, mate. I can. That's what I can see in the head. <laughs> you sound a desperate man, but um... yeah. I need to. It's middle of January, mate. I need to start packing back. Loads of games to come, yet. Yeah. Right. LWC yeah. drinks Cornwall Combination League. Uh, day reserves against Hail reserves. Um, Don't yeah. tell me you got forty-one, mate. <laughs> no. So. Nah, I, I, so what have you gone? Hail to win three-one. Yeah, I've gone a 3-1 away win, mate. Yeah, yeah. I've actually gone with a 4-1 away win. So, uh, oh, right, hail yeah. top of the league. Um, today, yeah, mid-table. So, uh, so 4-1, I reckon that one will be. Now, uh, yeah. two Cornwall Junior Cup ties. St. Newland East against Holmans. The first one. Your yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting game, Dave. You know, Newland East going well. I think that's third, mate, isn't they? In the Dutch Um Holmans flying, aren't they, in the Trelawney, mate? I think Holmans have got a combo side they playing in junior football really with Marksy Senior there at the Elm mate and you know Marksy Junior banging in the goals up front so I'm going to go I think it'll be a test though mate because you know New he's doing alright but I'll go forward to away win to Holmans mate Ooh this one could be interesting then 
because um, mm. I've gone the other way in the sense that I think New and East are going to win this one, uh, but it's going to be a tight result, 3-2 to sit New and East. 3-2, yeah. They haven't lost that only yet, Dave, have they, this season? So. Mm, so. Uh, no, I think Holmes are cracking side so mate, yeah, 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 a difference of opinion on that one, for sure. So. Yeah, <clears throat> good to see you, mate. Uh, and uh, last one, uh, Cornwall Junior Cup again. View Town Reserves versus St Just. No. Hell of a trip, Dave. Well, the first miracle will be if St Just actually ever get there. Um, the second one will be if they actually come away with a result. <laughs> no, I yeah. didn't say that. That's not going to be a miracle. <laughs> but um, but I th- this this is a difficult one because I think I'm probably right in saying that St Just are probably. Um, they should be playing a slightly higher division. Yeah, um, yeah. So unsure as to you know how you can look at their their record so far this season, but also Butan reserves, hundred percent record in the league. But again, yeah. they're only in Division Two of the Duchy. So on mm. that basis, after ninety minutes, I'm yeah. going with a three all. Oh, anyway, a Desmond yeah. three three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm virtually the same as you, though. But I've just got. I'm just hoping St. Just got their full team, you know, and they they can Ooh, all make it trip, on the day. Trip, that's right. I know, mate. That's the trouble, isn't it? But <clears> but I've gone three two, mate. St. Just Ooh, just right. to nick it right. away with the prolific Ashley Ellis, mate, banging them in. Right. Neil Curno, mate. Yeah, he's still playing, Neil. Yes, mate, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they got a good side on paper, mate. Yeah. But hopefully they all managed to travel, mate, up to Bude and like you say, and see goals, Dave. 3-2. Right. OK. And what's to think about it? I did actually try and get someone from St. Just on the programme, but unfortunately um, wasn't able to do so. So uh, there we go. Now, that's predictions then for this week. We included two of this week's Bond Timber Cornwall Junior Cup games, as we just said. Um, yeah. Let's just, so that we are giving everyone a bit of a mention, let's mention the other ties in the fourth round going on this Saturday. All two o'clock kickoffs. And what have we got? We've got St Dominic against Penzance. There's Dominic. another trip, Dave, isn't there? Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Not quite <laughs> yeah. as bad as St Just, but nah. all, all but. Um, yeah. Then we've got one closer to your home, Trigrian Mills against Alton. Yeah. <clears throat> Stone throw, mate. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> in, uh, this is another long trip as well. In We've got West Cornwall against Kilkhampton. So uh, all these people travelling all over the county on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Gunness Lake against St Brewer, an all-Dutchy affair, all-Dutchy premier affair. And then we've got an all Trelawney Premier affair, a Luggan RBL Reserves against Mornan. And completing the round, again, two sides from the Dutchy League, Lost Video at home to Polperro Reserves. So good luck to all those, and hopefully yeah. the games will be staged on Saturday. Yeah, good luck with the weather as well. So, last interview of the episode, and it's with who must surely, well, it's got to be, isn't he, Rafa? has got to be the youngest chairman in the South West Peninsula League, surely. Yeah, I can't think of another one, Dave. I suppose officially he's a player chairman, isn't he, as well? Because he's still putting his boots on. 
Yeah, exactly, mate. You, you, think, yeah, you, you usually think of a chairman like as some 70 year old bloke, mate, don't you? <laughs> but like, not, not one that's still banging in the goals like on the pitch. So, yeah, it's a, it's a rare one, mate, isn't it? It's a rare one. Yeah, apologies <laughs> to all chairmen in the county that you've done yeah, uh, sorry, uh, justice <laughs> there. But uh, let's hear to what is happening at St. Dennis. Sounds like, Mikey, there's a lot of new faces coming in at St. Dennis. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of change over the last, uh, well, week and a half, 10 days, something like that. Um, so, yeah, all really positive um, and sort of really exciting and looking forward to getting going, really. Uh, and who, you know, who are these names that are coming in? Let us know who some of them are. Um, so, obviously, we brought in uh, Lee and Steve, which uh, there have been a lot of people have read about um, already. They both come in. Uh, Lee was actually out of work. He'd left Perrin Porth at the start of the year. Uh, and Steve was still doing a bit of coaching, but he's come across with him. Um, and then obviously there's been a number of signings that we've, that we've already announced. Um, so we've got, uh, Ross Maynard, uh, who is, uh, Steve's son. He's come over. He's not been playing. Um, but he's looking to get back into it. Uh, he's a really good leader. Um, we had training last night. Um, and it was nice to see his sort of leadership skills and, he was very vocal, even though it was sort of a new new environment for him. Uh, we've got Justin Searle, who's come across. Uh, he's worked with, with Lee before. Uh, scored a number of goals last year um, for Perrinporth. Um, we've got Reese Allen, uh, who's come in from uh, Falmouth Town Reserves. Um, he's looking to step up. He's played this standard before. Uh, he's a great player, um, and I'm sure he'll fit in great. Um, another couple of signings Josh Harris uh, he's injured at the moment so won't be able to play for a while um, and I mean it will be announced by the time this goes out uh, but we've also signed one of Rappo's favourites uh, the diminutive winger Terry Campbell also from Perrinpool. Uh so he trained last night uh, and uh, looked really sharp uh, so yeah I'm really excited to see him uh, at this level because uh, I think he'll cause a lot of problems Am I right in thinking he might be the smallest player in the, in the Pulitzer League or not? I think he's the smallest player in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, he took, he took some stick uh, from from uh, from Lee Rickard last night. Uh, he took it all really well. Uh, I think he's used to it. I played a number of games for Perrin uh, over the last couple of seasons for, for Lee, uh, and they gave him stick the whole time I was there. Um, so I think he's used to it. Uh, he took it all really well. Um, and uh, he, he gave as good as he got, actually. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's definitely the smallest player I've, I've ever come against uh, or, or played with. Okay. Now, why decide now then, halfway through the season, why decide you've, you've got to make the changes now? Um, I think the change was, was needed sooner. Um, we just didn't really. Didn't really have a, a direction as where we were going to go with it. Uh, we've been struggling for players. Um, we've been sort of travelling to games uh, with sort of about eleven, or, or bringing some players in from from either the seconds uh, or from from other local clubs that, that didn't have a game. Um, so yeah, we were really struggling for numbers, uh, and I'm sure you're aware at this standard. Even with a strong eleven, you, you struggle against most teams. So, yeah, we were just looking to sort of freshen things up. I had a conversation with Jack, um, just saying, look, what should we do? Uh, I then had a conversation with Lee. We then all sat down together and sort of went from there. And Jack Barbary is, is obviously still the manager. And, and 
and Lee is what sort of going to be his assistant or coach or how do you sort of yeah, see so it? Jack's Jack's very much still the manager. Uh, that was never that was never discussed. Uh, him going anywhere or or sort of taking a back seat. Uh, Lee's going to come in and assist him. He's, he's got a he's got a, a footballing knowledge. Um, which, which is, is different to Jack's. Um, so I think they're going to kind of bounce off each other. Um, having seen them in, in the various meetings, um, they seem to have really sort of hit it off already. Uh, and then Steve has come in and, and he's going to do really the coaching side of it. Um, so he kind of took the training session last night. Um, and it was a nice sort of fresh new ideas. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. Um, and Rossi, uh, so Steve's son Rossi's doing his coaching badges. Um, so he's going to do a little bit of the coaching as well uh, and uh, help the warm-ups uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it should be good. And does this mean that there's actually going to be <laughs> more points than pints? Well, <laughs> we, we shall see. Uh, there was a few sunk after training last night. Um, there's always going to be. Um, the boys like a drink, as, uh, as I'm sure uh, a lot of people know. Um, we have been referred to on many occasions as the pub team. Um, but no, it's 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 one of those. The social side is is a massive thing for us. Um, it's one of those things that the boys love. And if we can get some points along the way, which we should do now, we, we can we can sort of start climbing up. Uh, and enjoy the drinks even more. <laughs> and what about yourself? I mean, you're chairman at the moment, St. Dennis, um, but are you playing? Well, I know you're playing, but are you looking to get back into the first team there at St. Dennis? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I struggled pre-season. I um, had a reoccurrence of a, a torn hamstring um, from, from last year, so I didn't play for about 12 weeks. So I've sort of slowly got back into it. Uh, I've played, like I said, I've played. I've, I've been on the pitch for 90 minutes the last two games. Um, that's about as good as it got. But I did, I did get a run out for the, the reserves uh, last Saturday uh, when we didn't have a game. Uh, and it went really well. Um, uh, sort of 70 minutes there. Um, the, the pitches are pretty tough at the moment. So it's not helping. But yeah, I'm going to get fit. Um, and if I can get back in, perfect. If not, uh, I'll enjoy watching them from the sidelines as long as they win. Yeah, as long as they win. Now, you've got a nice-looking local derby on Saturday, haven't you, against St. Austell? Yeah, yeah, it should be good. It's a, it's a bit of a family one. Uh, my partner's obviously the, the secretary here at St. Dennis, and uh, and her mum, Tracy, which a lot of people know, is the is the secretary of St. Austell, so it'll be bragging rights on Saturday. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be, ni- it'd be nice to turn them over, I must admit. And your partner is Alicia, is it? It is indeed. Yeah, because I get the results, obviously, from her every Saturday. And, uh, well, it'd be nice for Alicia to win this one, wouldn't it, to get uh, to, to perhaps get one over her mum? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll quite get the uh, the 10 nil, or we would probably need to get 11 uh, <laughs> to better uh, when we played them over at Polter. Uh But three points would be nice, uh, not really fast how we get it. Um, it's not going to be a pretty game. I wouldn't have thought the pitch isn't looking uh, looking like Wembley, but we'll give it a good go. And one final question, Mikey: Who's going to win the Premier West? Oh, it's a toughie. Um, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, you look at Helston, uh, and they—I mean, it's another one of my old clubs, but they're—they're—they're they're, um, they're flying at the moment. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, obviously. It, 
it goes uh, in the cup game between them and Soltash. Um, I think it's between those two. Um, I think Soltash um, might just edge it, just on experience. Uh, they've had a group that they've been together for a very long time. Whereas Holston, it's still sort of gelling, uh, but it is coming together nicely. Uh, but I wish them both well uh, until we play them. Great answer. And we wish you well at St. Dennis, uh, Mikey, and uh, let's hope that the changes all come good. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dave. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. The time has come to act, I suppose, isn't it? They, uh, you know, Lee Denton got the contacts, perhaps, yeah. to bring in a few people. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Dave. I mean, you know, Lee's won the combo uh, twice anyway at Parampour, so got a proven record, mate, as a manager. Yeah. I'm sure it would be a big help for Jack to, to have Lee and Stephen in the dugout. You know, he's, he's, I think it's an old gig, isn't it, on your own as a manager, Dave? And I think it's nice to have at least an assistant, you know, in Jack's case, he's going to have two to, to sort of bounce ideas off, mate. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's a tough job on your own. So I think, yeah, it'd be a success, mate. And some good players signed on, mate. You know, obviously Ross, Steve's boy, you know, captain of Parramport. Mm. Last couple of seasons when they won the leagues, I mean, Justin Searle, mate, scored a lot of goals. That, you know, diminutive winger, Terry Campbell, is, as Mikey said, mate, one of the well, swimmers player in the world, mate. <laughs> he's almost, he's almost a Corinthian. For goodness sake. <laughs> he's almost one of those little Corinthians, mate, isn't he? You can buy in the packets, mate. You know, remember the. The little players with the body mate in the big end. <laughs> oh. I got I got about three hundred of them. But now nah, he's talented lad, the right, Terry. You know, he's he, you know, he's sort of for a little lad, mate, he, he takes a bit of stick, mate, and, and he gets stuck in to be fair. So remember that game we watched the parent Porth Day resetting yeah. on the goal. Yeah. And he came around the goal, didn't he, with a big gash on his shin, didn't he? Yeah. You know, that yeah. he got earlier in the game. So yeah, he's not afraid of the tackle and all, so but yeah, no, it's good, good news for St. Dennis, mate, and I'm sure. How old is he? What, Terry, mate? Yeah. Um, I've got a feeling he's, he's probably late, late 20s, 30, mate. I'm, I don't know him particularly well. I'm, I mean, Luke's, you know, Luke Walt used to mention him quite a bit when he was at Parramport. But yeah, he's not as young as he looks, mate. <laughs> you know, that five foot, four foot 11 should deceive anyone. Like, but, but no, I think he's sort of late, late 20s, mate, 30, is he, Terry? It's but, a bit like, um, it's a bit like, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Tall Point. Think. Yeah, that's right, mate. Uh, blonde. Um, yeah. Mike. Uh, Mick, mate. No, Roberts. Rich. Rich. Mike Roberts. Mike Roberts, mate. Mike Roberts, yeah. is it? bit like yeah, him that he's yeah. looked about 16 for the whole of his playing days. Yeah, he did, mate, didn't he? Yeah, he was like 38 and he still looked 16, yeah. mate, didn't he? Yeah. Still looked like he could play for the county youth, didn't he, at yeah, 38? That's right. <laughs> but, um, now, nah, you know, like Mikey, you know, he's experienced that as well, mate. He's on the way back, like you said, about his hamstrings, so that'll be another good player to have back in the side, mate. Had that trip for the reserves last week, so no doubt in his quality as a player, mate. Um, yeah, happy days for St Dennis, I think, Dave. Yeah, and as you said earlier, it's all about timing, isn't it? That uh, you look at the bottom of the peninsula and St Dennis, with just this little bit of a of a fillip now, you know, uh, injection of interest and different players and new faces yeah. might be enough to pull them up the table a little bit, mightn't it? Yeah, exactly, mate. It's just, just what you need, I think, mate, isn't it? Going into the new year and... You know, like a fresh start. Although 
they got some all score at home Saturday, Dave, on the <laughs> first game. So it's a, it's a, hell, of a hell of a start, isn't it? But, but it, you know, it's a nice free hit for them, isn't it? You know, not expected to get anything, so it'd be a real bonus if they could pull something out of the bag there, mate, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's right. And, um, well, you probably noticed that my last question to all three of our Peninsula League yeah. guests was who's going to win the league? Which they all bulked at initially, but they all came up with an answer, didn't they? Yeah, I was going to say that, actually. Mate. Everyone's going for salt ash, right? And you're your tip, mate. I, I nearly, actually, mate, I nearly went up there last night. So it's ended a decent game, mate, didn't it? I, I almost went there, but I looked out the window at six, saw the weather, and went for Leicester Villa <laughs> with a bag of wine guns and a recliner, mate. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a fair weather. But it did sound like a decent game, mate, from, from what I've heard, mate. Yeah, game of two hours, Dave, wasn't it? Game of two hours. A bit. I mean, I wasn't there, obviously, but um, no. but uh, you know, the rain started down here at half past three, so <laughs> there was yeah, yeah. And but but the good thing is, although the pitch does sound as if it might be a bit dodgy for Saturday, um, they didn't have that much rain on the evening as such, did they? So um, no, well, it was raining, but not as bad as it could have been. So. Uh, so let's hope, yeah. you know, this is when you've got to, you know, hope and pray that uh, guys can get out on the pitch to try and mend them as or fix them as much as possible, isn't it? And, and hope that it yeah. doesn't rain much between now and the weekend. So uh, that's it. That's, that's the oddest thing sometimes out there, isn't it? It's for the grades and, you know, there's no way they can get out there with a roller, mate, is it? Because it's too well, no, wet. And, get out there and full then, stop. Yeah, that's right. Ex- yeah, exactly. Getting the lines down, mate, with the rain and stuff. It's, mm. it's a tough job, mate, isn't it? Yeah, not easy. No. So, are you able to catch a game this week or not? Yeah, well, I hope so, Dave. I'm on, I'm on nights, mate, so I'm obviously, you know, I'll get me up this way, mate. There's a few games, really, mate. There's... Um, well, we've mentioned really, mate, St. Dennis and Austin, mate, really, I think could be decent, mate. But that one's quarter past two kickoff day. Oh, yeah. So if I, yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to get out of bed in time for that one, mate. But <laughs> if I don't, mate, Bobman and this goal at three o'clock, maybe, mate. Bobman again? Bobman. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah, it's, it's only, it's easy, David, sort of like 10 minutes sort of thing, really, but, or 15. But, um, yeah, I'd like to get up for the St. Dennis and Ulster one, I think, mate. You know, see the you know, St. Dennis lads in their first game and everything, mate. A like, bit of a local derby, Dave, isn't it, that one? Mm. So, Interesting local, you, uh, you mentioned Bobman Liscard, though, as well, because um, when was the last time that James Lorenz scored? Seems ages ago, doesn't I, it? I know, mate. He's gone really quiet, Dave, hasn't he? Yeah. Really quiet, James. Yeah, I don't know. And he's been playing, mate, hasn't he? You know, I thought he might have been injured or something, but he's been... He's been playing, so you um, know. Don't know if he's playing. And uh, with his, uh, with the non-appearance of his name, they seem to have, uh, well, not yeah. won any games either, have they? So uh, no, no, you always expecting to sort of score, mate, don't you? You know, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of. Hopefully his uh, season ain't gone too much of a foot. You know, started the season off at Draw City, mate, didn't he? With mm. all those expectations and now sort of, you know, hardly hearing, hearing his name in January, but, hmm. you know, talented lad that day, isn't he? You know, we picked him out a few years ago, didn't we? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he'll come back, mate, won't he? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he will. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So, that's it. We're out of time again. Yes, mate.
going quick, mate. Goes quick, mate. Yeah. It's, Lawrence boy, Lawrence it's boy. all those long names you mentioned at the very beginning. <laughs> Took his toll out this day, didn't it? To the programme gone. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want them again, mate? Just sure. before we go. Yeah, well, you get them ready. And I'll, whilst you're right. looking them up again, I, I must, as always, just thank everyone that's uh, listening to this weekly podcast. You can find it on, uh, what is it? Cornish Football. No, Cornish Soccer Talking Football, isn't it? Um, on your favourite plat- uh, podcast platform. Subscribe, save it, and it will come to you every week. Um, so thanks to everyone that listens thanks to all those that have contributed and spoken to us it's always handy to have someone who's prepared to talk to us um, Rappo, have you got those names? shall we thank them yeah, as well? yeah, shall we thank them Dave? Yeah. I've got, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Philippos Kambostios, it's me <laughs> Ento Emba Chinomso um and then we've got Fabio Massimo Miglorini, mate. And that's to go with our old friend, Mindauskas Lazarkauskas, mate. <laughs> Good to see him all playing football in Cornwall, mate. That's right. Without them, <laughs> the game wouldn't be half so enjoyable. <laughs> it wouldn't. <laughs> right, Rappo, we really are out of time now. Time to go. And Yeah, cheers, Dave. Have a good... Uh, where, where are you off, mate? Uh, oh, wow. Do you need to ask? I am going Same. to Helston yeah. versus Falmouth. Oh, yeah, mate, of course. Of course, mate. I haven't Come seen on any of their clashes this season so far, so um, uh, so I thought I'd take in that was, one. Was this the third of the trilogy, isn't it, mate? Is it third? Uh, yeah, they so played in the Vars, so they played in the Senior, senior Cup, Cup, haven't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? Was it? Yes, yeah, Senior Cup. And they've yeah. played once in the league, haven't they? So, oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. This is the fourth, mate. Fourth meeting, yeah, isn't it? the fourth meeting, is it? No, can't, how can fourth. it be the fourth? Can't be the fourth, can it? Once in the Vars, once in the Senior Cup, and once cup. in the league. Oh, yeah, this is so the fourth. It, yeah, that is fourth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> See, it is time to go. I, I've lost count. I yeah, yeah. Add up to four. But, um, no, I should be a cracker anyway, though, shouldn't it? And what that was, was the what was the first league uh, result between the league, mate? Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't Alston win the league game, mate? Um, was that two 0 Was it two 0 Two one. Two one. That's I'm it, lucky. mate. Yeah. I'm actually. Yeah, that's it, mate. I'll, I'll say about the five one and the uh, three three two, mate. Won't it? The other two? Yeah. 5-1 in the past, 3-2 in the senior cup. I remember the own wins, mate. Remember the victim. Wonder who the yeah, ref's going to be. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm lose down for that one, mate. He'd be a busy man, wouldn't he? Could He'll be. be a busy Could man. Be. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm ready yes, to go. So. Yes, mate. Enjoy your tea. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, have a good uh, footballing weekend, mate. Speak to you next week, Dave. Thanks, and everyone. You. Okay. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye, mate. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast.